Gentlemen, it is another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. What is this? One hundred three. This is definitely episode one hundred three. We are here, guys. Shit. It's the kid XAB. It's your man, distinguished to God. Unfortunately, D Flow can't be with us today. Uh, he's out and about with his kids, enjoying the Labor Day weekend. So, big shout outs to our big brother, D Flow. Facts. So, uh, all man moment. What, what you want to? How you want to start off? Listen, I don't do I don't really know if I have an all man moment uh, because the, the week kind of went in like a blur. So uh <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy to be here with my brother, you know what I mean? And I'm just still happy to be here in 2020, man, because this has been like this year has been a clusterfuck. If that's the word, it's been a clusterfuck. It's definitely been a really <laughs> uh interesting, interesting time to be alive. Right. Um yeah, uh, what what type of all man do I have for y'all this week? I had <laughs> one, I had one earlier set up. Oh, I know, I remember it. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, I have committed the uh, the number one sin that a black man can commit, and I cheated on my barber this weekend. Oh <laughs> shit! I cheated on my barber. I had a reason. I had a reason to cheat. Like, uh, I'm going to sound like a fuck nigga, but I had a reason. Like, I went I went to my, my traditional barber. Wow. And, and he, wasn't, he wasn't even at the establishment. Wow. He wasn't even there. And then when I got there, my nigga, it was like 4 o'clock, mm-hmm. 5 o'clock. These niggas was talking about they closed. Okay. While, while cutting other niggas' hair. Right, right. So I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, y'all niggas is closed. I'm like, all right, say no more. Now, the people in the barbershop didn't say it. One of they mans I was outside and telling me, oh, they closed, they closed. So I'm like, y'all closed? It's 5 o'clock. Right. I'm like, all right, say that. No problem. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I was supposed to be doing an a interview uh, with Jersey, an uh, important interview this week. Shout out to Jersey. Um, so I was like, all right, let me, let me make sure the face look a little... A little did up, you know what I mean? Make, make sure the line is looking correct. So let me go to the barber, make sure everything is is situated. Um, so that's why I was trying to get the barber over the weekend and not wait until homie came back. Right. But I was like, all right, cool. So there was this barber shop that ha- that is on a different side of of the block as to where I live, and I've always seen it when I go up this particular way. And I've always been like, yo, mm. I wonder if I should mm. 
I wonder if I should slide in there mm, one day. I wonder day. if I should shoot my shot. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wonder if I should step out <laughs> real quick on, on my barber and just see what it felt like. So, <laughs> see what it felt like. Just see what it felt like. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is but, the best cheat story ever. <laughs> yo, yo, my barber gave me a reason. So I went in there and I was like, yo, y'all cut in here? Because, you know, with COVID, it's a little yeah, it's definitely a little wacky. Yeah, it's a little Some hockey, people not yeah. they not trying to take customers they ain't never seen before. True, true. So I get there, definitely a Jamaican spot. Uh oh, definitely two Jamaicans in Uh-oh. there. Uh oh, boom, boom, boom. One the the dude that ended. So I went in there. I was like, "Yo, you guys still taking the clients?" One dude was like, "Nah." So mm. I was like, "Okay." My I man, guess my man had the it. stiff arm. He said, "I'm not touching no head." That's not. So then, I don't know that. There was a dude outside the bar, but he was on the phone. Mm. Dude looked like he's straight, straight out of jail, but he looked oh, like a money, a, a get money nigga. Get money, I love okay. When, yo, I love when my barbers look like get money niggas. Shout out to the get money barbers. I like barbers. my barber to be a get money nigga, okay? <laughs> <laughs> my barber needs to be a get money nigga. I don't like when a, when a nigga look like, I don't like when it's a, a too pretty nigga right. or it's a nigga that look like he cut his hair all the time. <laughs> I like to get money niggas. Like, he cut the, his the hair all the time. <laughs> The nigga had a, like a rolly on, bust down. Like that's the type of barber I need in my life. Heard so, you. so nigga was like, "Yo, um, you getting a haircut?" And I was like, "Yeah, but your mm. man's just said that he ain't cutting no more hair." He was like, "Oh, you came for him?" I said, "Well, honestly, this is my first time here." Oh, so he was like, "You getting a haircut from anybody?" Oh, oh, I was like. I was like, nah, yeah, I know. He's trying to make me sound like a Steve. Right, right. Like, I'm just out here. Right. You just I'm out bust, here willy-nilly. I'm just I'm just busting it wide open for everybody. Busting it wide like, open. Nah. Like, yo, who you want? You want this nigga, <laughs> that nigga? Any nigga will touch <laughs> like, your head. Like, which nigga you trying to, you know what I mean? Any nigga so gonna touch like, yo. your face today. <laughs> I was like, yo, um, you know, I'm just here. And he was like, all right, so come through. So I was like, bet. So we get, he put me in a chair. Wait, 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 yo, hold on. I, but how did it feel to sit in the chair? Like, how did the chair feel? You know, at first I was a little apprehensive because you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, damn, I'm sitting in somebody else's chair. I'm not at my barber's chair. I'm in somebody else's chair. Like, this kind of crazy. That's like equivalent to when the shorty go to the nigga house for the first time. Right. And she probably, the realization is probably like, damn, I'm at another nigga crib right now. I'm right. about to do this. I'm really about like, to, I'm about to go full throttle with this. Like, he's like, about to see my pussy. I'm about to put my hands over my face. Like, I don't want it, but I really do. Like, <laughs> Like, so I was a little apprehensive. Okay. And then, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you you never know what to expect. You don't know mm-hmm. what type of clipper he using, mm-hmm. where he going to pull out. If he going to wear I mean? gloves or not. If he's going to make yeah. sure he tucked you know the tape I mean? around your neck properly. No. You know yeah. what I mean? So, these things matter. These things all matter. <laughs> so my man, he pull out his clippers. He start cutting the hair. Now, he cut mad rough. Like, oh. my barber is mad soft with it. My barber, Whoa. he... <laughs> <laughs> my barber mad soft with it though. My bar- my barber is chill with it. Yo, this this nigga was mad rough. <laughs> this nigga was mad rough, yo. So so I'm like, alright. So um but I ain't gonna lie, kinda it, it kinda felt good though. So, so the roughness it, it, felt good after you kinda it, like it, allowed him to yo, do it. Yo, it kinda did. felt good, dog. Okay. I ain't even gonna hold you, it kinda okay. felt good. I was I wasn't mad at it. Okay. And when he was finished, like... How did he finish? Did he, like... Did he spray the oil sheen? Did he spray the alcohol? Did he put the water? Like, like how did he finish? Like, what was the last thing you felt? 
So the last thing he did, right, mm-hmm. which was a new technique. Okay. I ain't even I ain't even know about this shit. Okay. The nigga sprayed the nigga sprayed the the alcohol while blowing the hair dryer Ooh. at the same time. Ooh, nigga gave you a blowjob haircut. Woo. <laughs> like <laughs> I I mean, yo, but I ain't gonna hold you, son. A nigga felt like a whole new nigga <laughs> after that. I can't do it right now. <laughs> Yo, this the I one. Like a whole new this nigga, the one. bro. This the one right <laughs> This is it. This is the one. Hey, so, I don't know if I'm going back, bro, wow. to the other man. I don't one know if I'm going back to my time? old barber, bro. One oh, time? <laughs> nah. Nah, this the cheat story of all cheat stories, bro. <laughs> Off of one time, son? Off the it, one time, It must have been bro. that good. God damn. Yo, it was amazing. Like, I'm, wow. I'm I'm, on camera. I got people in my DM like, yo, you looking good. Da, wow. da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, I don't get this from my regular barber. Damn. Niggas don't. Shorties don't be in my DM talking about, yo, you looking good after my regular wow. barber cut. So, so why? And he was cheaper. And a nigga was cheaper, wait, bro. Wait, wait, wait. You paid low for the head job? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you a nut, son. <laughs> but but he was cheaper Jeez, too, dog. What am, like what am I supposed to do? You supposed to pay that man, <laughs> pay that man whatever he say, and be like, happy. I'm, I'm supposed to go back to the old nigga? Oh, I don't know now, bro. You got a he, hard he, dilemma. He, you know, what I, mean? I it ain't no dilemma. Shit, this, <laughs> this nigga got me, bro. Then then, then again, at, at least you know one thing can be concluded from this. You like it rough. This nigga. <laughs> the only thing, the only, the only thing this nigga did that I didn't like is normally I get a, a fade, okay, into the beard, and he didn't fade into the beard. But at the same time, yeah, he didn't. I, I just zoomed in on you. Yeah, he didn't. At the same time, it giving me a different type of look. So I don't know. Like mm. I, he might have put me on to something new. Mm, so you saying put me on to something new? So you saying he turned you out? I didn't say all that. See, because we was, <laughs> I was rolling with you. But but you now you trying you're to roll you go, with me on to the end. To you, the still, end. you started going left. You my I'm best just, friend. You supposed to roll to the end. <laughs> you started going left. Keep I was the trying same to stay momentum. <laughs> we was almost there, bro. We was almost there. You had two more things to say, nigga, and we would have no. been right there. So nah, nigga. <laughs> Damn, son. Fuck. Almost got this thing. <laughs> Not <Jeez>. today. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm glad that you had an amazing uh, haircut experience. It's unfortunate that you may be breaking up with your regular bob after this. But you know what they say, man. Sometimes people turn you out in the strangest of ways, and just so happened it had to be your head top. We we're not talking about the first episode of that has some bow ties <laughs> with you and Shorty. <laughs> we're not talking about that. We talking about barbers, bro. <laughs> stop stop trying to put me in the same box as you, bro. We in the same <laughs> box because we on a podcast no, we, together. We best we friends. Two, we had this conversation on Thursday. <laughs> Cut it out. You my best friend. <laughs> we had a great conversation on Thursday. Yes, we was did. Was that Thursday? Yes, that was. No, no, no. We had a great conversation Saturday. Yes, we did. We always have good conversations. That one was one for the books. That was one for 2020. That was definitely one for the books. My we, fucking God. I, I don't know if you want to go into the details of that, so I'm going to leave it right there. But, uh... <laughs> See how you do me, y'all? Because if we end up in that conversation, people feel it's going to get hurt. Here we go. We're not doing that. To Mariah Carey. So, Mariah Carey claims... Ellen made her feel uncomfortable by asking her to drink a glass of champagne and confirm if she was pregnant or not. 
when Mariah fake took a sip, she yelled, you're pregnant. So I do remember reading this last week uh, around the time when I first like knew about it. And all, all I'm going to say is this. Bro, Ellen has been under fire for the last three fucking weeks for her show. So I don't know what's going on. Ellen got to calm the fuck down. I Ellen got to The only down. issue, I, I mean, I, I, I see both sides of this. Like okay. The only issue that I'm having is... Mm-hmm. Why is Mariah Carey talking about this twelve years later? This yeah. shit happened in two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah. So you wait, you wait until Ellen is, is all these different things are coming out about Ellen to jump on the bandwagon. Like that's just how it feels. Maybe to she me. don't fuck with Ellen. Like for real, for real. maybe she don't fuck with her. Like fuck. Like her. what Ellen, what Ellen did in that moment, if it, if her in, intent was to force Mariah into right. saying she was pregnant, mm-hmm. that would be wrong. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be cool. Yeah. So I'm not defending that action. Like, I think Ellen would have been, you know, possibly trying to just get the hot take, possibly having fun with Mariah, mm-hmm. thinking that it was okay, whatever have you. A lot of times well, the behind the scene work is what we're not privy to. So it's harder for me to make a conclusive, like, nah, she did some effed up thing mm-hmm. because it could have been that Mariah's people told her that it was okay to mention the kids. They might have got it confused. I don't. I don't think that's what happened because Mariah is is different. She don't. She don't let. She don't like. Her and her staff are always on the same page, basically. But this is very I, true. I could see a scenario where maybe wires got misconstrued, or maybe she she said something to Ellen behind the scenes, and Ellen thought it was okay to bring it up right. during whatever. However, whatever case it is, it's still wrong. Uh, Ellen shouldn't have put her in a position that would have forced her to say if she was pregnant or not when she wasn't willing to disclose that information. However, I just feel like the timing is really suspicious. Like, you had mad time to come out and say, yo, Ellen did some bugged out thing. Why are you waiting until everybody is coming out with a story about Ellen for you to jump on that? So, more 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 of the story is... It don't matter what the fuck happened back in the past, bro. If people feeling froggy to, to bring shit up, they're going to bring it up. This also lets me know that deep down inside, it doesn't matter what is said. Bygones can never really be bygones. Because maybe Ellen took a mishap, took a misstep, came out of character, said some shit she wasn't supposed to say. Just like you said, 12 years now in the future? Mariah, what were you drinking that made you say, damn... Yo, I'm in my feelings right now about this shit that happened 12 fucking years ago. I got my beautiful kids already. They're a bit more older now, you know what I mean? I didn't have them with Nick Cannon. We not together, but it is what it is. I'm going to give this fucking energy that I'm currently in right now to Ellen. I'm going to give it to her. Fuck that. It it just, <laughs> it's like, I'm sure you got Ellen's number. Sure. I'm sure, I'm sure y'all probably, if this did really bug you like that, I'm sure you reached out to Ellen already and y'all had a conversation about it. Correct. So why is it now put in the public sphere that you had this awkward moment with her when you know Ellen is dealing with the backlash of all these different things? And again, I'm not caping for Ellen. Ellen, if Ellen is involved with all the stuff that they say happened, that she Good deserves Lord. all the backlash that she's getting. But it seems like, at least from what we're getting, most of it was her staffers mm-hmm. are getting in trouble for things that they've done. Right. And she is just taking all of the heat as the person who is the head of the of show. The show. Right. Correct. So I understand that to some extent, but now everybody got a story. I'm like, come on. <laughs> and, and, and maybe she was scared of Ellen. You know, people are going to pull that card. Oh, Ellen is the most powerful 
person on daytime television. Right. She was afraid to. But Mariah Carey is one of the biggest artists in the biggest. world. Biggest, yeah. And I, I just, me personally, I can't believe that she was afraid to bring this story out against Ellen until now. So, right. And we, 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 like that is for a particular type of situation. We're not gonna start crossing situations mm-hmm. with uh, with things that belong in particular realms. Like, so I don't. I'm not. I'm not holding on to that. This I agree. is weird. Weird timing for me. I agree. Speaking about weird timing and another motherfucker who finds himself in some interesting weird timing uh, accusations. So according to uh, Hollywood Unlocked, uh, Tahiri speaks on allegations regarding Joe Budden and claims that Joe Budden hit her and uh, broke her nose and fractured her ribs. Joe responded on his podcast and denied all the allegations, um, false allegations and what they do in this current moment in time of generalizations. In terms of Joe Budden, because I feel like, you know, his whole situation with Spotify and how he feels about ownership and branding, I feel like sometimes because of Joe's history with women, and and when I say history, I mean loosely, because I really don't know. This is just based off, you know, things we hear and things we see on, like, you know what I mean, love and hip-hop and shit like that. Um, I just feel like the women that Joe has dealt with they, to some extent, I feel like they have a gripe against him long after the relationship is said and done. Like, after he's done moved on or after they done moved on. It's like, when the break happens, it's not really a break because there's still an attachment to how they're going to, uh, not um, directly, but maybe indirectly, when they see an opportunity to pre- that presents itself, find a way to drag the next closest nigga that they feel like is a deadbeat because said relationship didn't I work. I mean, so according to Joe, Joe has on his podcast and in other realms, he has um, spoke about allegations against him. I think there's there were two previous allegations against him. I've seen on the blogs a lot of people like, oh, there are multiple women, da-da-da-da-da. There were two, I think, allegations against him for which went to a legal matter and by legal matter i mean he was either arrested or he had charges put against him however joe budden has never been uh, um jailed or imprisoned for domestic violence because all of his charges were dropped and if you listen to him according to him the charges were brought against him because the young women involved were just with doing just what you said. They had gripes against him and they they decided to say that he abused them. Now, I don't know Joe Budden, so that's his word. I, I can't take it here or there. What I do know is that Joe has admitted to being a toxic man to women before. And we've all seen it on TV when he was on the the drugs that he was on. He had very erratic behavior. So I'm sure he has been in situations where he has done or said something that was toxic and or abusive. Um, now, in terms of this, though. I I'm sorry, I don't I'm really it's just. I like Joe has articulated the situation in a way where I don't really I don't know what Tahiri is doing. I'm going to put it like that. I don't know what Tahiri is doing. The timing is weird. Uh 
the she was just on love and hip. A lot of people point out she was just on love and hip hop, trying to trying to make it seem like she wanted to get back with him. She's she's been under Sin's comments saying derogatory things, trying to make it seem like Joe has been trying attempting to get with her to get Sin mad. So to hear he does stuff that is clout chasey to me. I'm I'm sorry, and I know we're in this climate where it's like believe all women. But this is kind of one of those scenarios where, where, where that that generalization just shouldn't exist. There shouldn't, in my opinion, there shouldn't be a believe or anybody like that. We have we 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 can't do that because facts do matter at the end of the day. And I understand, like, and we speak about this all the time. We love our black women. We are going to support our black women if if they of course, find themselves in a situation, they come to us about it. I'm not going to sit here and question you and make you make you feel like I don't believe what you're telling me. And I think that that's what black women mean when they say believe all black women is just don't question me to make it seem as if what I'm telling you is a lie. Um, however, facts do matter. And if you're telling me the sky is blue and the sky is yellow on that particular day, like we're at an impasse. So with this, I just feel like <laughs> I don't know, bro. But with this particular situation, I just feel like it, it just doesn't sit right. It just, it, it seems like she has a, a motive behind what she's doing. And in that case, it makes it, so that either more evidence got to come out if if it's that if it's serious and and she has a reason for bringing this up now then more evidence has to come out if not then i don't know what was the reason of doing it other than to say that with joe's name in the news as it is she's using it as an opportunity to put her name in the news too you know all of this boils down to bread all of this boils down to money um i think at the end of the day women um, who are with men who come off as influential, men who come off as affluent, men who come off as successful. When it does... <laughs> All right, cool. Um, when it doesn't work out, I just feel like women just become... And this is no disrespect to no woman listening to this. I just feel like women become a bit more evil. Like, they just become a bit more deceptive in how they feel about it. Like, you said facts matter, but I feel like for a woman, it's no feelings matter. My feelings matter. This is what the fuck I think I deserve out of this situation. My feelings, fuck the facts. My feelings matter. I would have to agree for some women, I don't like, you know, I don't like generalizations, but for some, for some women, for sure, uh, I think, If we keep it in the stack, I feel like almost every man has dealt with a woman who, when, like you said, when things don't work out. Right. It's not just that, yo, things don't work out. It becomes, oh, this nigga ain't shit. Mm -hmm. This nigga got got dirty dick. He for the community. He he this, that, and the third. And sometimes the nigga is that. But other times the nigga and you just didn't work, and and it's right. it was it, it's just a clean split. Like it don't and it need should to stay like that, that but it doesn't. 
Right. It doesn't. I, it doesn't. I, yeah. I've I, had a recent I, situation where, mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> a shorty didn't get what she wanted out of the situation, she mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm going to do this, that, and a third. You're going to do what? I'm like, sit down. Cut it out. <laughs> and that's just, a, that's, I feel like that's just vindictiveness. I, there's no need to, oh, I'm gonna do this, that, and the third. Like, why are you telling me that? And what, what is the, what is the purpose of that? Because you didn't get what you wanted. And if that's the case, then, like, that's just been <clears throat> There's, there's no positive energy behind that. But I do feel like there's some people, because I think with men, how that manifests is, right. Men tend to turn into abusive, stalkerish type bum ass niggas that go around I agree and don't let the women live their life outside of them once the shit is split so I feel like I agree if we if we are to generalize I think women kind of get vindictive and I mean women do stalk too but we're using generalizations um women kind of get vindictive and sometimes like you said it's about how they feel so if they feel disrespected from how y'all split or if they feel like you played in their face or whatever, regardless of if it happened or not, they give vindictive off of it. Men, men start to do wild shit. They they stalk you. They try and stay in your life. They do fuckboy mm-hmm. stuff, and they just keep reminding you that they there. So, um, it's 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 unfortunate that again it goes back to what we were talking about several weeks back. You know, this coincides with the black man versus black woman conversation that we are just fucking sick and tired of having, y'all. Like dead yeah. ass. The the shit is more draining than than when you turn on your faucet and you see the water going down the pipe. It's more draining than that. Like, God damn it. And and to be honest, I feel like it's draining to us because we we don't engage with going against black women. Like I'm Correct. Not, I'm not engaging in that because I'm not against you. So I'm right. here. I'm here for you. I'm here so, to help, support, serve, all of that. Yeah. So I'm not going to even have this back and forth with you. If you're saying that you feel black men ain't shit, I understand. So how can we change that? That's right. what my mindset is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and defend. Oh well, black men ain't. Although my personal standing is, my personal group of friends and people that I know, I don't know anybody mm. outwardly that ain't shit. And if one of my friends does something that's out of pocket, in my opinion. We have a conversation about it. So, Correct. like, I don't, I don't feel like I, I associate or I'm a, I'm a part of the type of people <laughs> that they're speaking on um, when those mm-hmm. generalizations come about. But at the same, in the same breath, I'm not even gonna fight you on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you feel like that, that's what the majority of black men that you've come across have have given you. That's the energy. I haven't lived your life, so I understand it. But my main thing is, how can we change it? We're not, I'm not going to get into the back and forth about who's right or wrong in it. Let's change it. What's the solution? Right, right, correct. And speaking about solutions, the back and forth we've seen on Instagram and the entire internet after the Monica first Brandy. First, before we really get into it, I just want to say I'm very happy that Monica and Brandy did do the verses. I saw, I mean, me and XAB was... You know, we had just wrapped up the uh, the episode and we saw by the time we were by the time we finished the podcast episode, it was like at one point one million people online. Yeah. And then, catastrophic, and then, man. 
for crazy. I think that was the first time in versus history with women had, too. Like yeah, with women, which lets you know one of two things: stardom, my brother. If you are a star, your stardom does not die. And it let's doesn't not have, it. Yeah. No, let's not forget that um, Brandy and Monica don't have the biggest social media presence. So correct, that, which is another so, thing. So for them to get 1.2 off of this, like you said, stardom is stardom. Like, don't sleep on the legends that have come before all of the the new cats that we we like flaunt over and act mm-hmm. as if they are so amazing and they break this record and they break that record. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. When the greats step in, the, the greats step in. Right, right. Also, I think I said this on a on on a on a another episode. This culture, according to verses, proves to me that outside of hip hop and outside of R and B, outside of all the things that make hip hop as a culture and community what it is, we love the aspect of competition. Absolutely. We, uh, you know what I mean? We, we, we all love it to some, you might not love it as much as I do or my brother XAB, but to some extent, which is a high extent, you love it because y'all tune into these, y'all tune into these verses as if they're fucking webinars on Zoom. If I'm keeping not, it hundred. And, and this was the verses I think everybody was waiting has for. been debating mm-hmm. and has been talking about for forever and when. When it was denied, when Monica was like, nah, they keep trying to put us against each other and I'm, I'm just tired of it. Like, we all kind of collectively sighed and was like, damn, we ain't going to get it. Right. <laughs> um, and then when they, they turned face and said, nah, it's happening, it's like, oh, we were all excited for it. The main piece that I take away from this versus, bro, mm-hmm. is that Brandy attempted to right her wrongs from the past that put whatever fractures between her and Monica. Brandy was on, I believe, The Breakfast Club a couple of days after the verses, and she basically said before the show started, she apologized to Monica for all of the things she said about her in the media. Oh, wow. Um, and she said that she also apologized for, or, oh, no, she also wanted to make sure that Monica knew that the space was safe and that there was no love, and she, I mean, no love lost, and she wish that they were able to to mend and start rebuilding their friendship. And that's the energy I kind of got from the verses. That's the energy I got together. too. I think though the media, the fucking internet boy, like, first of all, one of the deadliest things to ever happen in our social media history of, you know, being millennials and watching Gen Z and, and, and the generation come up under them is the term and the feature on everybody's smartphone called screenshot. Screenshots is probably one of the most deadliest features on the phone, bro. Screenshots <laughs> are crazy, for sure. Screenshots can really get bananas, bro, because it's taken a moment in time. Typically, a screenshot, in my definition, is you're, snap, you're, you're, you're taking a photograph or you're time stamping a moment in time that you are deliberately going to exaggerate the fuck out of. No matter if it was a happy situation, we all know that the niggas hugged. You're going to make the hug look like the niggas stabbed him in the back. And that's what y'all did with Monica and Brandy. And the thing about screenshots is they can always be taken out of context. Because we could have a long-ass conversation that has led us to this point in the conversation where I might be saying some wild shit. But without the context, I'm going to be turned into a bad guy. 
And that's what ends up happening. But in terms of Monica and Brandy, yeah, of course, everybody, you know, when people know beef exists, you always have the people who are looking for the beef to be over. And then you always have the people who are looking mm-hmm. for proof that the, the beef is still going on. <laughs> and that's what we saw. Right. We see a lot of people saying, oh, Monica looked over it at this point, And, oh, look mm-hmm. at the shade being thrown at that point. And I honestly feel like these are two 40-year-old women. Mm, wh- wh- which, not, which were looking good, by the way. They was both looking, looking amazing, good. Like, looking it. great, um, talented, intelligent, um and they they're not on that 20 year old time and i think that's what a lot of people need to realize when you get to a certain age you're not beefing with somebody because of your mannerisms or whatever the case is you're more concerned about mending things if covid has taught us anything is that our time is limited and you just don't want to be leaving this world with a bunch of grudges and negative feelings to a bunch of different people that's really the reality of the situation. And I think that people were just trying to exaggerate it. Do they look like the best of friends? <laughs> no. Because no, no. clearly up until this this point, there was still some remnants of beef and distrust and dislike between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But again, I just I just see it as two people who decided to come together and that was the start of them building or rebuilding a friendship. Um, now the, the, the real interesting thing is what does the Monica and Brandy versus mean for versus in general moving forward? Cause that was one of the biggest verses we've seen. That was one and, of the biggest verses we've ever seen. And, and I think when we talk about like battle cards, fight cards, that was a literal versus that's been the thing that everybody goes to when we say, uh, Oh, Monica versus Brandy. So that was actually like a. Yo, who got the better catalog type of that, situation? So yeah, that exceeded. What does that mean? Ex- I think if your superstardom is in line with your catalog, with the prestige that you had, because I've seen so I've never seen Brandy live. I've seen Monica live. Monica can sing her. Yo, Monica will make a nigga cry. Monica's voice is insane. Brandy's um, the same. I've, right. I've, I feel like I've seen little. Like, it wasn't her concert, but she okay. came out type of thing. Okay, Brand, did like a Brand, cameo. Yeah, Brandy's out. Brandy's up there for sure. We, I mean, we all know that. I don't even yeah. need to qualify that. Right, but. we all know it. And to me, in terms of who took it before I answer the question, I think Brandy took it. I think Brandy has the better catalog, my opinion. I think Brandy took it. And then not because she was telling her stories, because I feel like Brandy, for me, coming up, watching, like, I was into Brandy more off rip. I was always mm-hmm. into, even before I started watching Moesha, I was into Brandy when she first got signed and she, you know, dropping her singles. I was into Brandy when she was doing shit with Mace and Bad Boy back in the day. Like, I just, lo- and then Brandy, out of most, you know, established uh, female singers, Brandy has a unique voice. Not much people can actually sing like Brandy. Like, Brandy's voice is just, it, it's very different. Um, Brandy's catalog is is way, is not, let me not say way. Brandy's catalog is more well known than Monica's. And I, I think like, that's a great way to put it. And like I, like we said before the battle, Brandy is more recognizable because of the show, because mm-hmm. of Moesha. Mm-hmm. So and and Disney, Brandy was Disney's first black Cinderella. Mm. So <laughs> so like couple that together. M- the thing about Monica is Monica is recognizable without all of that. 
Correct. So that's what kind of puts Monica in a unique space where you can't count her out. I'm not mad at anybody who said Monica won that battle. I'm mad but, at you. Fuck that. <laughs> but for me, uh, <laughs> Brandy. Brandy, Brandy won. But like I was listening to Monica's uh, catalog the other day, mm-hmm. and there are just some there's some songs, man, that are timeless that Monica has has put out there for us, mm-hmm. and they're heavy hitters. I think both of them in the later half of their career have been looking to kind of they haven't their music hasn't lived up to their previous their past music right but i must say that trenches song with little baby that monica got is fuego that joint okay. inspired me brand mm. brandy just put out a new record too i don't remember the name of it i don't think i yeah, like the album out yeah i don't think i like the record i heard but i am gonna listen to her album out of the single that she put out i ain't really like it i feel yeah, like brandy's brandy's best last album was probably full moon yeah, My opinion. yeah. A yeah, lot of people moon. say that Full Moon is the one for them. Um, she went, she went in on Full Moon, son. She she went in on that shit. What I seen from, I, I listened to a little bit of B Seven. That's the latest thing from Brandy. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's one of those that I feel like you got to listen to a couple times. Um, I have to revisit it. I there was like my first listen and didn't really capture me, but I'm gonna listen again. And if Monica's album is going to sound anything like this trenches single i feel like monica is going to have the better album to, mm. if i'm keeping it a stack um but they're both independent now i believe which is oh, great. really really dope great so which is amazing i think but, uh, yeah go, going back to your question bro so what does this do for the brand of versus i think one the expectation of versus in terms of like versus is like versus as the brand, their value went up, skyrocketed. So more people are gonna buy into versus in terms of they're they're now they're hungry for who's next. So now with versus, they got a little pressure now because it's like, all right, we know people might want to verse, but now we gotta be selective of who we're allowing verse each other. So that we kind of get the same thing like Brandy and Monica. We we count I think as a community, we've counted verses out. A couple of times we did a- after we did. the the Teddy uh, Riley versus uh-huh. Babyface people after, like well, where, after where they Nelly, going next? Yeah, after Nelly and Ludacris. Well, where they going next? <laughs> right, <clears throat> like every every verses we like yo they can't top the last one like right. This is like we don't need to continue to do this. When is this going to die out? And mm-hmm. they have proven everybody wrong on each turn. Yeah, so. I look at it and I'm kind of like, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to because we know what's happening when oh, yeah. outside really opens back. It's a up, wrap. It's gonna be we versus know it's battles. A, a versus <laughs> a concert happening, and we all there. They, <laughs> yup, where they're gonna have like the new acts as the small cards, and then they're gonna have the big acts come out and do a versus on stage, and everybody's gonna get paid. Everybody's gonna be happy. Hosted and by Dad Hats and Bowties. You heard it here first. We speaking that into the universe. Facts. Throw that out there. That would be a show show. That would be a show show. You get comedy and entertainment and nostalgia, nigga. But um, but yeah, and so in terms of what it means for versus moving forward, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is like you said, I think versus is in an interesting space right now. Right. Because the cards, the cards are only gonna get bigger. We know right. that. Right. I think I think this proved to certain artists that they should do it because remember just like two weeks ago 
it seemed like artists were starting to get to a point where they were like, oh, nah, I'm not going to do the verses, as if to make it seem like verses is corny now. Right. To seem like verses is dying down. You had a lot of major artists and some like B-list artists, C-list artists talking about, oh, nah, I'm not going to do no verses. But now it's like, nigga, Brandy and Monica did verses. Your little bum ass needs to do verses too. Yeah, your <laughs> like, bum ass, nigga. You ain't had, you ain't put out a hot single all summer, nigga. You better go back in the catalog, revitalize yeah, this shit. Yeah, nigga, if niggas dare ask you to do a verses, your bum ass better do it. Like, Cause cut, this cut is the shit. indirect. You see, y'all niggas gotta pay the boy XAB and I. We may not be the most music enthusiasts, but we know some shit. So I'm about to say some shit that y'all only gonna hear here first on this motherfucker. This is how I know verses is about to truly capitalize, bro. First of all, it's very ingenious to put two heavyweights such as Monica and Brandy on a platform like Versus that boosts the platform of Versus anyway because of who Brandy and Monica is and what they represent to the culture of music, not just hip-hop, to the culture of music. Number two, this makes sense for anybody that if you were a music artist way, way back in the day and like people quote-unquote forgot about your music and you did a Versus, you revitalize your shit and then now people are streaming your shit all over again. Now that's new money coming in. So it's a market employee on some shit you gotta fuck with Versus because Versus is helping niggas actually and during quarantine it couldn't have come at a more prestige time so shout out to um you know Swizz Beats and Timbo for really doing this for the culture I think this even superseded what they thought it could be so shout out to those absolutely they didn't know what they were they just they were we originally just doing a Versus against each other it was Tim versus Swizz right and they were just like yo we just gonna do this for the culture type of thing I do believe there was like something like this happening just slightly before I don't know if it was um, Tim and Swiss, but I think it was. I think they had did a. They remember like a somebody year or two did be- do a battle. Yeah, somebody did do something. Year like or two this ago, they were doing um, beat battles. Yeah, but I th- it was either Tim who it was Tim and somebody else who did one, and I think Swiss and somebody else did one. Um, and now they they came together, I guess, and said, "Yo, let's do it," and they started to do it on IG. But they were like it was on IG, but it wasn't this IG series until COVID hit. Right. So they were doing it a little bit beforehand. Mm-hmm. But when COVID hit, they turned it into what it, it became. And they didn't know what they had on their hands. I don't think anybody did. We right. were all in this weird space where it was like, yo, we can't go outside. So what are we going to do to entertain ourselves? And they were like, yo, let's do IG to do beat battles. And right. people just came on. Because this is what I predict. And again, ladies and motherfucking, you heard it here first and dad has some bow ties. This is what I predict, big bro. Versus, they're going to have a meeting with um, comedians. They're going to have a meeting with dancers. They're going to have a meeting with um, people who are like painters and shit. Versus brand itself, it's going to go outside of music very soon. I, I see that in the near future. It's, it's, gonna ha- it's coming. I think it has the potential to. I think with comedians, they've been attempting, not Swissing them, but comedians in general have been attempting to try and capture the magic, and it hasn't been working for them. The only person Um, that can help bring that together is Kevin Hart. I'm sorry, y'all. He's the only nigga that could really bring that together. Kevin Hart, and I, I feel like in order to do it, it may that may have to be something that happens when outside opens back up. Okay. When. Because you need the audience laughing. Yeah. You need that type of interaction to kind of be like, yo, they're not. Because for me, a versus in, comedi- 
in a in the comedian realm, right? Wouldn't ha- wouldn't be, I'm not playing. You're not playing your old jokes. You know no, what I'm no, 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 like, no, no. You would have you would have to perform. Right. So it's to- like, I right, Kevin Hart comes on and performs a 30 minute set. Cat Williams comes on and performs a 30 minute set. Who won the battle of the night? And so I think that that's why comedians are kind of having a hard time because they're what they're doing is they're roasting each other for 30 minutes or whatever on IG Live, hour on IG Live. And the problem with that is some comedians aren't roast comedians. Some comedians right. are funny with the set that they do. So Correct. in that realm, I see that being the case. With dancers, you could definitely do it now. You yeah, could you could it. definitely do it now. You would, you would just have to tap into the most popping dancers in that community. And I don't think that with dancers why they're doing that at the moment, but I, I definitely could see it being a subset at some point. Because dancers could easily break views. People, we, we, we also are in a society where we're visually stimulated. So if you see it movement, is, you're automatically going to be like, oh shit, okay. There just aren't huge dance stars right now. Correct. They're, bi- they're big dance stars. Don't get it twisted. But not world worldwide household name dance stars. So it's just a niche community. If you're into the dance community, a certain name will get you really excited, right? But shout shout out to our good brother Classic. Yeah, if you're if you're not in the dance community, you you you'll see a battle like that, and the only thing that'll bring you to it is if you're interested in dance. It's like the the name won't really draw you because a lot of people don't know all of the top dancers. Who's the top dancer that works with Beyonce? Who's right. the top dancer that works with Rihanna? All those mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't know those names. So correct, correct. Um, that'll Great probably point. be another outside drink too um but inside is cam newton um and his ex is seeking 15k a month for four kids uh versus a lot of what we've been hearing in the news is people seeking 32k 50k 60k how do y'all feel how do you feel about this situation uh so for one i didn't even know cam newton um had a fucking ex. I'm not really in that man's life like that. Um, 15K a month, honestly, does not sound like nothing crazy for Cam Newton. He's a fucking football star. He's making way more than that yearly. And probably, uh, actually, he's probably making, he's making that uh, monthly probably times five or some shit. So 15K is probably nothing for that man. And I'm not saying that that's what she deserves. I'm just saying for him, according to net worth and according to, you know, how much money he makes on the road and shit like that and probably other endorsements that he has going on. 15K is not nothing. Plus, that man's going to do what he got to do for his kids. Now, versus the other stories that we've been hearing, yes, 32 and 50 and 60 and, you know, 95 and, you know, uh, we're going to get to this, this nigga Dre in a minute, 20,000 for phone bills. you out your fucking mind. Yeah, you out your motherfucking mind. First of all, this is my thing, man. And again, this is going to sound crazy. This is my thing. How in the entire fuck do you get with a man and the shit don't work out? And then you say, because you have kids, like, where do you, like, I'm just trying to figure out where do women really get to an astronomical number in their head and say, this is what the fuck I need? Based on what? Because I really want to know who the fuck were you before you met me? Because if you met me in the struggle... And that's one thing. And then we came up together. But if you met me established, I'm going to pay you what the fuck I want to pay you. That's me, though. That's me. I don't know, bro. It's, it's kind of weird. Yo, 
honestly, I really do feel like the laws need to change on this. They have to, to change, extent, bro. Some of this is some of some of this is it goes back to the spiteful conversation we was having earlier. Some of this is spitefulness, like like you said with the with the Cam Newton. That's reasonable to me. Fifteen K, yeah, you yeah. can break you could break that down. That's over. Um, that's basically over three K for each kid, right? And that's a month. And of course, like. If you kind of put it into perspective, he could pay more because he, they go on a private. If they go on a private school and stuff like that, those mm-hmm. bills add up. That's like mm-hmm. that might be twelve hundred a kid right there, mm-hmm. um, just just to to go to private school. But and then you got you got the other, um, what you call it, the other half of that that would need to go into clothing and 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 food and stuff to keep those kids happy, and so. He could probably pay a little bit more, in my opinion. Um, Yo, for bro, four kids. He probably is gonna pay a lot. Those are his kids, bro. He's probably gonna yeah, pay. He's I'm probably sure. gonna pay more than this. And then what we—that's the other thing. What we have to not forget, which is often missing in this conversation, is right. It's not like the the dude isn't taking the kids, depending on the custody of said situation. Now I know with him, he's a football player for probably. Six months out of the year, he's he might be on the road and so he's not even going to see his kids, right? So okay, okay, but in a lot of these other situations, the dads are still there having custody with the kids. So you're giving them support and you're supporting the kids when the kids are with you. Um, but yeah, like a lot of these crazy numbers, I I I can't get with, I can't get with it because I I I do feel like like you said. Yes, it's going based off of, and in some states it varies. It's uh twenty percent in I think California. It, it's different percents in different states. Okay, so I I get it. It's a percentage of of what you're making, right? And the based state on what is the, the state allows, right? Right. The state is determining. All right. Well, if you're making a hundred mil or whatever the case is, twenty percent of that is is twenty mil. So you you have twenty mil to put aside to give regarding um support child right. support right but that number that number sounds crazy yeah uh off rip but it's not Just, 20 mil a, a month that's right. 20 mil in general right you know right right so, and this is my theory now boy this gonna be yo this gonna be one of them episodes I, we're going there ladies and gentlemen we are potting today all right we are potting today <laughs> check this theory out bro this is my theory Women gonna kill a nigga for this, but fuck it. I I think some of y'all are like this. I think some of y'all, not only are some of y'all. You get with a nigga, big baller ass nigga, bro. The nigga done made it. The nigga done sitting on top of the world on some brandy shit. You know what I mean? Mace in the background doing a Harlem <laughs> shake. Um, the shit don't work out. For whatever reason, brother, it doesn't work out. Shorty says, you know what? I'm gonna go my way, you go your way. By this time, though, y'all got stake in the game. Y'all got kids. Y'all got a few things that y'all done did together, probably business-wise. She throws out a number. Meanwhile, the number that she's throwing out, low-key, deep down inside, she already told herself, if the shit don't work out with the nigga, I already got a game plan. Because the shit that we tried to do, maybe it's not making me enough as much as if it was when we would be together because he helped me kind of do it because we were building together. I had my little situation. He had his huge situation. He helped me out. We got kids and shit. I'm now going to tell myself, I want this amount of money because I knew that if it didn't work out, I'm going to be good anyway. 
I done gave this nigga kids. I done let this nigga bust in me. So I'm going to try to figure out how I can set the rest of my life up without really ever having to work again. I'm going to live off of his bread to for the sake of saying that, oh, I need the child support for my kids because he knows damn well I can't afford this um, situation. No, what you need to fucking do is still take care of your kids and get your own fucking job and let that man then say, all right, cool, based on what the fuck you make, here's what I'm going to contribute to help you out. That's what the fuck need to happen. Long story short, I think that because we're highlighting these situations, but there are a lot of women who will sit down with their baby father. First of all, there's a lot of women who let niggas off the hook, period. And I don't I don't agree with that either. Don't let these niggas be bums out here fucking not doing nothing for their kids. Fuck right. that. I, I don't agree with that. Right. Um, but there's a lot of women out here who are giving niggas passes like. Yo, I asked for whatever from this nigga and he mm-hmm. refuses to see his kids or he refuses to give me money for the kids. So fuck it. I'm going to do it on my own. And I commend those women. So there are those women out there as well. Then you have, though, I'm going to take it a step further from what you said. There, there are some women who see a balling ass nigga and they have a whole game plan of getting pregnant by the nigga. Done. Finish. A lot of women left the podcast. Hey, it is what it <laughs> is, you know? This is not for you anymore. And we totally get it. Thank you for your time. But it's it's the reality. It, it, it is the reality. reality. We got there's we got some, a lot of plotters out here, bro. A lot of plotters. There's there's some some women that are like, oh, I know who that is. That nigga is worth 15 mil. I know that I'm gonna attract him because I attract mad niggas. I'm 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 dolled up at this club situation. Da 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 da. I'm giving him play. We bring, get him back to the crib. Boom, things happen, and oh, I'm pregnant. So we know that that happens. We know that happens, and and it's just it is what it is. Um, but I I think that there I'm not putting responsibility on the women. It's a responsibility on the man in that situation too. Correct. You and that's why. I, me, me and you in our private conversations, I always tell you, not every fuck is a good fuck. Right. So, like, shorty could come up looking bad as shit. Right. Or or talking that talk. I don't know. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? I'm going like, to just start I'd... telling chicks to take the weave off. Let me really see if this is worth it. Like, let me see if this nut is worth this kid. I don't know, <laughs> man. Because you never know some people's motives. Like, you think people... A lot of times people think, oh, they trying to fuck because they really, they interested in me and da 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 and, right. and sometimes you get surprised and you find out someone is trying to fuck you to check you off a list because right. they look at you a certain type of way and they and they, they see you as uh, uh, someone to brag about. Like, like yeah, yeah, this I nigga will this be nigga. successful, right? And and I'm gonna get the money on the back end because, bitch, I'm a married nigga. I'm gonna get everything. I'm not gonna be the. I'm not gonna be the baby mother to this nigga. I'm gonna wait till he pop off, get his career going. We gonna get married, and then about two, three years, I'm gonna pull a fucking uh uh Tracy Morgan wife and be like, all right, cool. I'm done after. I'm I'm, I'm cool off that. I want my money now. <laughs> so, this was a chatty patty week, and I because I don't even like being in people's marriages and they. They, uh, whatever child support said, like all of that is right. kind of messy. But this mm. was the theme of the week, apparently, uh, with Dr. Dre and his spouse and uh, this whole situation. So not only is she asking for two million a month, um, but she also said that during their time together, he abused her. Um, <sighs> and some I'm a read what 
uh, Variety. I think she was talking to Variety um, and what what some of her comments were regarding the uh, alleged abuse. Um, According to documents obtained by TMZ, Dr. Drain's soon-to-be ex-wife has provided it a list of monthly expenses. Oh, we'll get to that. So hold up. Nigga, that list was catastrophic. Just reading it, my eyes was hurting. <laughs> uh, Young claims jo- that Dr. Dre has prevented her from using credit cards and used threatening language when demanding she not spend any money. According to court filings, Young accused Dre of being intoxicated one night, telling her, do not spend one more cent, period. You can't be mean and disrespectful and spend my hard-earned money. Fuck that. Yes, that's a threat. I'm putting the beach house up for sale next week. Young also recalled an alleged incident in which Dre's brother came to the Malibu home to retrieve a firearm from Dre. And she says um, she became scared and refused to hand over the gun because her husband had, quote unquote, a history of violence and cohesive control um, both before and during the marriage but she did not elaborate on this claim i mean coercive not that oh boy um she she wouldn't go into details of the claim for me that's a little weird if you didn't went that far to put the claim out there you better i want the whole thing now like in in this particular scenario because the whole thing is getting like first of all it's a little mixy it's it's it just feels weird, bro. And I'm again, I'm not in a marriage. I don't know what went down, so I I I'm trying to be careful not to to make. I'm not making any judgment. I'm just going based off of what is being put out in the public for us to talk correct. about. Correct. Um, and she she files for the divorce out of what seems to be nowhere. At least that's how it was reported. Is right. that yo? She's filing for report. She doesn't. She's not disclosing why she's filing for divorce. Then he comes out and he says, all right, no problem. But don't forget, you signed a prenup. As soon as that came out, right. the whole tune changed. The whole thing. The whole thing was, nah, I don't remember signing no prenup. Then it switched to, nah, we signed the prenup, but I, uh, he ripped it up after he realized I was upset. It don't matter um, if he ripped it up. There's still a file somewhere with somebody's lawyer. Believe yeah. that. Believe yeah. that. Believe that. <laughs> that the reality. That is the reality, my nigga. The lawyer got the backup. I'm telling you. Then it was she was coerced into signing the prenup. Get the fuck out of here. She, nobody she, forces she, nobody to sign prenups. She was in duress. She claims she she he she says he knew she didn't want to sign the prenup, but he told her they won't get married if she doesn't sign it. So you have an option there. Don't marry the nigga. Yo, yo, bro, I was just about to say that shit. Yo, this shit, nah, bro, this shit is too wacky now, bro. I don't know, man. It's 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 wack to me. It does it doesn't. Again, don't know these people. Right, we don't know them. I'm I'm not caping for Dr. Dre. He obviously has somewhat of a history of yeah, he does abuse. He does. We've seen. Also, we've seen straight out of Compton, and we've seen the documentary on uh. Michelle, yeah, on, yeah. On, on him, yeah. So, so we know that there are things that's out there that kind of stick to the wall, things that stick to the ground. But this particular situation, mm, I don't know if all of this is sticking. It it, it's, it seems wacky, man. 
And, and even even her, like why she's asking for the support. You have a a twenty thousand dollar phone bill. Get the nobody. What the fuck? Nobody are you talking has that. about right. son. Who are you talking to? <laughs> twenty thousand. That for a phone bill. Niggas have unlimited plans. Niggas I have unlimited I... plans. That's that's like forty dollars a month. <laughs> Bro, so the she says she wants uh basically two thousand dollars, um I mean two million dollars a month okay. for spousal support, and it's for things like a hundred and thirty five thousand dollars a month on clothes. That's one. <sighs> Twenty thousand a month on a phone bill and email. I don't, email is free. Google Google got us on that. <laughs> Ten thousand a month on laundry. What the fuck type? Yo, okay. Laundry. We we don't live that life, bro. So maybe we just don't know. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. And a a hundred. I mean, nine hundred thousand dollars a month on entertainment. That's where you lost me. Yeah, she you, lost me on that too. Almost okay. a million dollars for for entertainment. For entertainment. I I need to know like in the in the paperwork break like in in the bracket section. And then you put the semicolon. What the fuck is entertainment mean? What does that fall under? Like, what are the things you're talking about? And why? And and why is that uh, a necessity? Nine hundred thousand. Why is that? Why is entertainment a necessity? Okay, oh. clothes. Heard you. Uh, um, laundry. Uh, iffy, but heard you. Right. Gotcha. You clearly, you clearly have designer shit. Right, and, and you, you want it to be to taken care it. of. Yeah, right. You it has to be taken care of a certain type of way. So maybe it's a really expensive process to keep your shit right. clean. Understood. And you don't 10, do it. Right. You, you you go to the cleaners for that. Correct. Heard heard you. I don't think your everyday laundry is that, but no. heard you. Got you. Like when you chilling in the crib, that's a t shirt and and sweats. <laughs> but I got I got you. Heard you. So we'll we'll take the ten. 900 in entertainment. Where the fuck are you going? And what are you doing? <laughs> and why is it my responsibility after Yo, no longer being your husband to supplement that? This is the part about marriage that I guess I'll be learning as an officiant. Um, for those who are here for the first time, I, I just recently became a marriage officiant about two months ago. But I guess I'll be learning that as I get into my journey. I can't logically see. It doesn't make sense. You want to separate from me. If you know that my name is Dr. Andre Dre Young, one of the biggest moguls in not hip hop, in the entire culture of music for the last almost 30 fucking years, I'm a staple in this bitch. I'm a like I'm, I made careers off of niggas first singles. You knew that all this paper was attached to me and you want to separate from me. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be giving you nowhere near the money you asking me for. Me personally. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing that. And I think that's where the law kind of needs to change. Law got to change. Of the, part of the law is that your spouse is entitled to upkeep the lifestyle that they had while with you. Bullshit. And I'm like... Uh, her bro her lifestyle wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for him let and, and that's a fact there's no shade that's a fact even if what she was doing she was making big girl bread she wasn't making and will never make nearly what this man has made his whole life's career off of. this is this man's bread and butter that's his bread 
And and I get it. It's it's trying to encompass the fact that well, would he have made this money without her? Was she whatever she did at home or whatever she did to support him in his career potentially? Da 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 da. But that's why prenups exist. That's honestly, why. because you gotta you gotta iron out the details sometimes as to yo this that and the third. And like you said, let's keep it a stack. In a lot of these situations. It's a successful dude who already has made their first million. Let's say right, that. Right. And it's a girl that they end up meeting in whatever said situation. No, like I'm not I'm not trying to stereotype, but a lot of times these men find these women uh through being a bottle girl mm-hmm. or a stripper. video stripper. You know I mean? And they get together and when they separate, now Shorty. Is like nah, I want to keep the lifestyle that I had when I had when I was with you, but through the the marriage, they didn't even build their own business. Correct. And and I'm not saying that they're not entitled to some of the money because they are hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I believe that. But if I meet a successful woman right now, and she want we get married, my first thing is teach me your ways. I need right. to have my own business. Right. I I'm not comfortable just living off your money. I'm, I'm sorry. That's me. I'm not gonna be sitting in your crib eating eating chips, uh, fucking playing games, looking like Lawrence in the first season of Insecure. We're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, we're not doing that. Definitely we're not, not doing, doing that. that. Nah, I need Mm-mm. to. All right. So, so how'd you make your first meal? Show me what I need to do. Right. I want to start a business. Even if I gotta work for my girl company, I don't mind doing that. I really don't. I'm gonna help her grow the company even more than where it is today. Clean. So now if we do separate, I at least feel entitled to the work that I put in correct. to get the, the to get the company if it grew if in it the grew, time right. that and I the, was there. Correct, correct. And and that's fair. And then you would have a significant number to say, all right, cool. Being, you know, the time of the marriage, when I joined the company, the company was at X, the company is now at Y. And because I'm leaving, the company is now at Z, which means I need this on top of you know, return of investment or whatever. And, you know, we break down these dividends based on what I was able to do quarterly or some shit. That's fair Clean. to me. That's fair. Clean. Uh, so you sent us a meme mm-hmm. regarding the woman being the prize. So there's a meme going around with a, a young lady uh, expressing her opinion mm-hmm. as to what ha- should happen between men and women. And mm-hmm. she says that women should not have to pay for a goddamn thing right. in a relationship. And that as a man, you should not even be seeking to date a woman if you cannot completely supplement and pay for her lifestyle. How do you feel? Um, the reality is this, bro. If the woman is the prize and she shouldn't have to pay for anything, this is going to sound crazy. See, this episode is the one. We're just going to call this another one because <laughs> y'all got you got me in a bro potting today okay if you ain't got to pay for nothing and you with me shorty you got to listen to every fucking thing i say anything i say that you got to do you got to do it you you have to do it this is no longer a relationship where it's like oh you know we going to go out and we going to know i'm literally controlling everything L- literally I'm going to control how much you spend during the week, during the month. I'm going to decide how much money I think I should give you for the, you know, uh, around your birthday. I'm going to decide where we go. Unless 
unless it is something I feel you've earned that makes me change my mind, you got to listen to me. This is your lifestyle at the expense of my pocket. So, okay, cool. So we're no longer boyfriend and girlfriend. This is actually a, uh, uh, a, a relationship that's uh, like spur of the moment. So if I feel like taking you out that particular Sunday afternoon where it's hot outside and everybody's at the beach, I feel like taking you out. If you want to go out, and if I don't feel like it, because I know it's going to be at the expense of my money, we're staying home, beloved, R- respectfully. And and that that type of language is exactly why I would never want to, <laughs> like, that's not for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, to each his own. I understand that old school mentality, for some people they call it old school, but for for there's an old school mentality that the man takes care of everything in the household and i i want to be clear i think every not let me not say that i personally and i said this before mm-hmm. strive to be in a position where i can pay for whatever it is that the woman that i'm dealing with wants and they don't have to come out of pocket unless they desire to come out of pocket but with that being said, I don't want to be with a woman that feels like she never has to come out of pocket. Those are mm. two very different things. Like, if a woman decides she wants to come out of pocket, I still might be like, nah, I'm, I got it. Don't worry about it. Like, I, I'll take care of it. But she has to have that desire to want to, like, if she wants something that has totally nothing to do with me, then that's for her to pay for, in my in my humble opinion, respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> respectfully. That, like, if she wants to get some wacky shit for herself that I have, she want to get some fucking Jimmy, Jimmy Choo's, uh, fucking Gucci shoes, whatever the case is, for herself, that's a gift if I want to, if I get that for her. Correct. That's a gift. And that's... That should be my decision. Correct. That shouldn't that be her shouldn't... saying, baby, can you go get me that $1,200 uh, Balenciaga tote? If I feel and, like it, yeah. And and it, and now it's an argument because I'm like, nah, I'm not buying that for you. That part. That Oh, so you're not buying it for me because you don't love me? No, I'm not buying it for you because I think that's a ridiculous price right now that I'm not willing to spend on a fucking, on, on a handbag. On a handbag? I'm not doing that right now. I'm good and, that. and, and the reason why this sentiment just seems silly to me, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I know that there are people out here that wholeheartedly agree with what she's saying. Correct. And again, I think that most men strive to be in a position where their lady can ask them for something and they can provide it for them. Right. I think where men tend, the men that I know, tend to have an issue with is this idea that you are, quote unquote, not a man. Or you shouldn't be dating or seeking to be with anybody if you don't believe that a woman should have to pay for anything, including the things that she wants for herself. So I got a quick question for you, brother. What do you think, in your opinion, is the equivalent of what a woman wants in materialistic things versus what a man actually needs? And this is where the conversation goes to a place where people don't like. Here we go. Podding. We podding, y'all. We podding today. I think, honest to God, mm-hmm. and 
I don't know. I don't know where this came from. Okay. So we got two camps. We got a camp of people who say this is based off of actual science. This is based off of the fact that men are built scientifically to mm-hmm. be providers because as a man, if you're a hunter and gatherer in a hunter gathering society, right. the man would go out, he would because of the muscle mass, because right. of the the ability, the extra strength, the extra mm-hmm. speed, the he endurance. would be the one, mm-hmm. the endurance, he would be the one to go out and get the food. Sometimes that would include killing an animal, sometimes that would include climbing a tree. And he may and, hurt himself. And from that and from that mentality, the man is supposed to be the one to always provide. And we live in a society where niggas is not out there hunting and gathering, but niggas is out there going to jobs. So you as a man should want to or have the mentality that you are going to your job not just to provide for yourself, but to provide for your family. Correct. I think that men and women are probably on the same page in that realm of things. Mm -hmm. If I'm a man and I'm going out there, I do want to provide for my family, but I also look at family as a two-partnered thing. But we'll get into that later. Um, and then you have the camp of... Uh, oh, so with that camp, you have the nurturer side. So you have people who feel like women, biologically, are built to be nurturers. They're built to stay at home. They're built with extra emotions. And they're built to take care of a family, take care of the house, and do those things. I don't necessarily... I don't necessarily buy into all of that. I do feel like there are some truths to that, but I don't necessarily buy into this idea because then that that goes into the mentality of people. And I think everybody has a different mentality when it comes to that. I don't think every woman desires to stay home and take care of kids. I agree. I don't. Some women don't. are better actually out there getting it versus staying inside. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think... I've heard a lot of women say they, they prefer... If it means they don't have kids, they prefer to keep chasing the bag, and they just won't have kids. Correct. I've I've heard that. Correct. So, there's a there's a uh, there's a couple that I'm going to be wedding very soon, and we had a conversation about something similar like that, and to the point where the uh, the 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 wife to be said, "Yeah, distinguish. Um, even when you know I got my kids, and you know we got the crib, and the business is going good." And, you know, let's say, you know, I win a lot of money. Guess what? I'm still going to be out there working. Why? I can never get comfortable just at the crib raising my kids. I'm going to get a maid. I'm going to get a housekeeping lady. I said, oh, shit. She said, yeah, I don't I don't care. I was like, she said, I will forever be working because that's in my nature. That's in me. I said, yo, go out there and get it. Fuck it. And and <laughs> I, me I personally, I'm, I'm attracted, me personally, me. Me guys, me. Right. <laughs> I am attra- I am attracted to women like that that have that mentality. Right. I am attracted to women that have have the mentality that I don't need you for a damn thing. I want you around. And maybe I want you to get me a gift or I want you to spend money on me, but I don't need that from you and I'm not going to be upset at you if that's not what you do for me. That is attractive to me. The more that mentality is present, the more I want to get gifts, the more I want to provide things, the more I want to be like, yo, don't worry about that. I'll cover it. I'm covering this bill. I'm covering that bill. But again, we live in New York. Me and Distinguisher from New York. Our perception of money and finances 
is totally different from niggas that live in the South, niggas that live in the Midwest. Rent and <laughs> quality of life Don't even is, say it, is ridiculous. So, <laughs> like, we have to really put a monetary tag on what is really being axed right now. Correct. Right? So, let's talk about rent. 1800 right? <laughs> Out the a gate, month. my man on it. 1800 a month for rent. Easy. Early. Clean. That's what it is. Uh, you want to throw transportation in there. If you, if you don't even have a car, let's say you you doing the MTA. What MTA is that? One, my way. 130 for a monthly? 131, between 131 and 132. Yeah, around there, roughly, monthly. So, cool. You got a 130 on that. Your phone bill. You, your phone bill. <laughs> that's, a, that's a calm 80 to 100. <laughs> Clean. If you, don't got, if you don't got nothing else on the line right. besides just you and unlimited plan, whatever. Mm-hmm. 80 to 100. Cool. Uh, let's talk about food. Oh, you're, that's a big you're, one. You're, you're spending probably minimum. Uh, I want to say let let's let's go let's lowball it. Let's say a uh, hundred every two weeks. Man, and, that, and, that, and, and and that's not even cutting what you really want to get. That's just the bare minimum of what you can that's, afford. Yeah, that's just that's that's getting a lot of TV dinners, right? And a lot of getting, cereal and a, and a lot of milk, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bread and butter. I love fuck what, what two cartons of egg. Bare minimum, you might get some butter. Bare minimum, bare minimum. Bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you're not chefing it up with that. You're not chefing it up with that at all, nigga. <laughs> so, oodles and noodles. Let's, ramens. Let's, add a, let's put all, all of that. We already in like the 22, 2300 a month uh, right there. Right. Um, then you got light bill. You huh. got cable, Ugh. all of that. Water let's, bill let's, is probably the most difficult bill out here in these streets. Let's say we at, we around 3K. Clean. 3500 That's now, it that's for the just, month. Right. And that's not even entertainment. That's not saying you going out on dinner, right. dinner dates. Y'all about to go you, to the movies if if COVID wasn't, you know, in in effect, you know? Cool. So I'm dating you now. Mm. You might have your own crib. Right. Under this logic, I'm supposed to pay for your own crib. Your crib, too. <laughs> so you might have your own crib. And if I'm interested in dating you, you're telling me that, or while I'm dating you, you're telling me that at some point, if we get into a relationship, I now should be supplementing and paying for your rent with my rent. If you go to the grocery store and you like, hey, babe, I need $100. I'm supposed to just give you that on demand and not ask no questions, not be like, yo, wait a minute. Like, so I got to take on all of your extra expenses. And what am I getting from it? To go back to your question, a, a lot of it, I'm going to bring it to Valentine's Day. Oh. Men are expected <clears throat> to go out and buy necklaces, buy rings, bracelets, rings if they get married. Expensive ass dinner as if niggas about to propose every fucking with, Valentine's Day. With the expensive dinner. With the, the, the gift, expensive dinner. The gift with the expensive dinner. And what do we normally get back? Sex. We keeping it a hundred t- today, y'all. I'm sorry. I, a lot of men is fucking yelling right now, clapping. A, a nigga just stopped performing oral sex and was like, "Yeah, say that shit, my guys." It's real. That's the it's, only thing. That's the only thing that it seems to be offered. If I'm if I, if, if 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 XAB is keeping it a hundred, I'm keeping it a hundred with it. That's two hundred now. And if Defoe's here, <laughs> that's three hundred. Like it's it's sex and what affection. And it's like, yo, I could get affection from the strip club. Probably more affection. 
at the strip if I, club. If, if I want to just spend bread to get affection. Right. Because you can buy affection. I shouldn't have which, to buy affection from my woman. That, that supposedly is in love with me. Right. That supposedly is down for me with or without this expensive ass dinner date, this expensive ass gift that comes with the dinner date, and these expensive ass habits that I'm doing on a day that the day already to a lot of people is overrated because it's a day that the hype supersedes Valentine's Day itself. It's not even and about let, Valentine's Day anymore. And let's not get it twisted. I am not, uh, I'm 100% not advocating for dating a dude that only wants to offer you a good dick right. and, and time spent. Right. I'm not saying that at all. Because you can get so that. Don't, don't don't it's 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 this it's the same side of it's a different side of the same coin mm-hmm. right if a nigga is only providing that in the relationship then to me that just doesn't that's not a foundation of a solid relationship and and that's what it comes down to for me what is solid sound and logical solid sound and logical is i bring what i'm bringing to the table and you bring what you bring to the table and we mix this shit together so if I'm bringing 500k a month to the table and you bring in 400k a month to the table, we now have 9k a month at this table. Now we balling if I, like retarded. If if I'm bringing 500k to the table and you bringing four, I mean if I'm bringing 5k to the table and you bringing 4k to the table, and I have to pay for everything with this 5k and you get to just free ball with the 4k. What the fuck are we doing? That's not that doesn't make financial sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Instead of us being able to get the 9k house, we are now looking at the 5k house. Correct. That I that I I have to provide all this and then where does that leave the man to be able to spend for himself? So what you're asking is the man needs to be making so much money that again, he's supplementing your lifestyle and his lifestyle and be able to pay for his himself. And be able to pay for you. And those are typically people that are in the 150K and up lifestyle dealing with someone. Because you have to, you can't be dealing with another 150K person if you're making 150K and you have to supplement their lifestyle. Because they live in the same lifestyle that you live in. So you're basically doubling up. You have to then deal with somebody who who is not matching you. Right. Uh, financially right because what what may be something like you have to deal with someone where their rent is a thousand dollars as opposed to your three thousand dollar rent correct because then you might be able to, oh that's a, another extra thousand dollars i can do that you're not able to do that with someone who three thousand and you're three thousand you basically you don't got a check after that right so, and the more of the it, story is for me what this says In terms of this particular meme and this situation, the sex, if that's all men are quote unquote expected to get, and women will even say if he's lucky, he'll even get that, even if he do all of that. Some women will go that far. This is a fact. The sex is literally predicated on how they feel like you're spending your money on them. That's unfortunate. That is, I think, where we are. I think it just leads to, for me, it leads to a toxic place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah. This is gonna like get, you, gonna like you opened the conversation with, it leads certain men to feel as if they own this person now. Yeah. I'm giving you allowance. 
I'm telling you what you can spend money on. I'm telling you what you can't spend money on. And it leads to situations where that person may overspend. And now you're in the hole for because you had budgeted it a certain type of way. But this person is using your money because they don't want to either, a.k.a. They don't want to use their money or they don't even have the money themselves because they're getting it from you. Um, and to me, it just... I'm a Libra, so I like balance. It doesn't feel balanced. It feels like I'm doing all the work and hoping that I'm getting something out of it because you feel happy that you don't have to to put anything to our lifestyle. Um, and that's cool. I think a lot of women strive to be with get money niggas like my barber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, you know what I mean? Like... If that's what it is, but there is a lifestyle expectation that comes with that. And I don't Correct. know if I don't know if women are taking that into account when they make memes like that. But uh Tyler Perry is a get money nigga. Tyler Perry <laughs> is a get money nigga. So big shout out to our brother. Me and XAB had an amazing conversation about Tyler Perry over the weekend. Tyler Perry, y'all, uh, according to Forbes, is officially a billionaire. Clap it up for this motherfucker, yeah, Tyler clap, Perry. Clap man. for that man. God damn it, son. Clap for that man. Wow. What do you What do you think? Truly led. I mean, we discussed it, but what do you think truly led to him becoming a billionaire, bro? Like it took a minute, but nigga, he's there. <laughs> he's he's there. Listen, I don't even think it took a minute. It takes a It takes a very long time to be. Most of us will never see a, right a billion dollars. So correct. Um. I just think that Tyler Perry made a lot of moves silently that we were not aware of in terms of he was always learning how to get to the next level. He didn't just stop at, all right, I have a successful play. Everyone seems to love it. Everyone seems to enjoy it. And I'm making I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars off of this play. So I'm cool off that. I'm going to just stay here. Right. He made his hundred hundreds of thousands of dollars and said, Hmm, what's the next step to this? What's the next level? Movies. Okay. Right. So let me get some roles in some movies and and matter of fact, I don't even know if anyone will hire me because I'm not the stereotypical black uh actor that's getting work right now. So maybe I need to produce my own movies. And I think that that was the start of the mindset that led him on this road to a billion dollars is he always was not only learning how to get to the next level, but but then doing it. And he, he did it for himself. Yeah. So it was like, all right, I'm a produce. I'm a produce movies for Medea from the play. Play got successful. So now I'm gonna produce a movie regarding the play that's going to broaden my audience more. And that's going to get me to X, Y and Z level. I did it. It was successful. So now I know that I could produce movies where I'm not in it and I'm not the lead role and I can just do it because my audience is banging with me. What was after that? After producing for myself and then after producing for other people? Well, how about I produce a whole other film with Alex Cross that isn't my creation and isn't like I'm in it, but I'm also partly directing and I'm also partly bringing this story to life, but it's not my creation and it's not under my tutelage only. It's also a part of another 
parent company. I would and love to happened? see another Alex Cross too. Actually, Alex Cross was was pretty good to me. Pretty good. And then what's the next level? Well, fuck it. Why don't I have a whole production suite? Why don't I make it so that other companies come to me to produce their content? So I think that that's what really led him to a billion dollars. And um, it's amazing to see. And I feel like he's probably going to, in a within a year, we might hear, we're not going to hear, oh, he's he got $2 billion now. We might hear a jump by by this time next year. Yeah. But when COVID is over, forget about it. Yeah. Like, because this is in the midst of COVID. This is in the midst of not that many uh, film production companies needing to go and film at a lot or at a at a film center. You know what I'm saying? So this is in the midst of that. Now, when things get back to normal, you're talking about movies every six months, three months, and big budget that they got to pay him. So kudos to that, man. Shout out to Tyler Perry, man. Speaking about... Uh you know, men with money. This is not this is not the guy, ladies, that you want to be associated with when it comes to get money niggas. You don't want to be associated with <laughs> this man. Six nine, Takashi Six Nine, in attempting to maintain that he is the only reason his singles chart is because of him. Six nine states that Nikki does not help him go number one as she isn't the reason. So I definitely was watching that interview because I, I don't know if I sent it to y'all in the chat or if y'all sent it to me, but he sounded very ignorant. Um, he sounded like low-key. Sounded like he was shitting on Nikki. Low-key. Um, made some points, but I think deep down inside, he feels like outside of Nikki, there isn't any other artist that kind of helped him get certain records to pop off the way they did. Listen... I, I don't expect anything different from this dude. Correct. I don't. Correct. I don't. I don't expect anything different in regards to an answer. One, he has no real team behind him anymore. No. In terms of he has nobody in his ear telling him what he should do and where he should go. He he believes that he literally is in charge and the king of New York and all of that. So mm-hmm. there's no one that could have pulled him to the side and said, yo, if they bring up Nikki." Just give her accolades, shut up, and keep it pushing. So now when you get when you get faced with a question like that, right. you're sitting there and you're talking about, oh, well, has Nikki ever had a number one without me? When was the first time she had a, a number one or by herself? Has Nikki's has Nikki's has she gone number one without anybody on her records? No. Okay, so when I'm on her record, she goes number one. And so basically you're Damn. saying that you believe that Nikki goes number one because of you. Right. And you didn't go number one because of her. Right. The reality of this situation is y'all go number one because of each other. Correct. And when y'all do go number one, um, when y'all put these records Because y'all out put feet. out records that, generally speaking, the public gravitates to. And we seen that with the first, first record that y'all did together. Fifi and Trolls. I think right. both of those went number one. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Right. And um, the only other song that he had... He had one other song that was on the Billboard. None of the other songs went on Billboard, but his only records to go number one both had Nicki on it. Correct. So you can't sit there and say Nicki is not the reason that you you go number one. It's it's that simple. But when you're dealing with a troll, a young person. A narcissist. A narcissist, someone who 
almost went to jail, but did what he needed to do not to go to jail, and then went right back to playing with street niggas. Like did some stupid shit around Nipsey Hussle's tribute in fucking L.A. Put, putting up videos of a dude getting jumped and putting that all on the internet, talking about he shitted on himself. Little Reese, him and Little Reese got that. Listen, this story will not end well. No. It's, it, it, that's it. Like At the end of the day, we got to call a spade a spade. This story will not end well. And for all those who are willing to keep egging this dude on, mm-hmm. do not be the same ones trying to cry about him when some real shit ends up happening to him. Because he's playing these games, and y'all think that it's funny, and y'all think that it's, oh... He's just going against the system, and that boy is going to end up getting hurt, and y'all are going to have to sit there and eat that. Anybody who's a real fan of this young man, Takashi 69 knowing what he did, knowing his past, knowing what he's been through, knowing what he's doing right now, if you're a real fan, fuck all that. You know what I mean? I love Takashi 69 Try to get in contact with him on some person. She's like, yo, bro, like I love you. I don't want nothing to happen to you, but you got to stop doing this fuck shit. If you're a real fan. It's not going to lead to anywhere positive. And <laughs> the music, like I said, isn't speaking for him anymore. Nah. So what does he do? He He's has drying to, up. He's drying up. Yeah. He, he, has to, he has to make these moments. He has to do the little Reese thing. He has to. I don't think that he intended because he kept saying, uh, I'm not trying to downplay Nikki. And, I'm, and that's my sister. And I love her to death. But it's over but, for him. In the same breath, yeah, she if she works with him again, she's a clown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nikki has to dub that nigga forever now. Yeah, 100%. Like, you you went out on a limb, and you went against what you know all the niggas around you probably was like, yo, Nikki, that nigga, I don't know. And you did it either as a label favor or as a favor directly to him, and you did another song with him, and he basically comes out and says, well... The song is successful, but not because we collab. So what the fuck you reach out to me to collab for? Correct. Like, the the reality of the situation is the way to answer that question is very simply, yo, I got to give Nicki her accolades. Like, Nicki turns every song into gold. So I really appreciated working with her. It was an amazing time. Next question. That's it. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Like, That's it. Do you think Nikki made you number one? Yo, Nikki is amazing. Like anything she does goes number one or or is gold or is fire. So I definitely appreciate her doing this favor for me. And um, yeah, like what what else we gonna talk about? Like that's it. I don't want to keep her name in my mouth. She didn't did something for me that that obviously helped and obviously put me in a space where I, right after jail, I I. Or right after house arrest, rather, I was mm-hmm. in a good space to continue. So, correct. Twitter, uh, Twitter's out here wilding the fuck out. Yeah, uh, a woman, oh woman put out a thread saying, uh, "Why should she buy two K for her man? Why is her man asking her to buy two K?" Oh yeah. Um, you have sent me and, that shit. <laughs> she says that that makes him a child, and that she doesn't support that lifestyle. She wants a real man. Now, before we even get into this, bro, everybody is entitled to their preferences. Yes, they are. With that being said, 
Do you feel like if you were to ask your girl, let's let's just say randomly, for a gift, uh, yo, babe, 2K coming out. You 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 think you could get that for me? What's up? Like, on some random tip, do you feel like that makes you a child? Nah, I've definitely had my ex girlfriend bought me a Call of Duty. I was I was talking about it. And randomly, I think, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say randomly. I don't know if it was for my birthday or for Valentine's Day. But she definitely caught me that shit. And it was like in like a very surprising ass way. I didn't know what the fuck the shit was. Nigga, I was hype. And that was some of the best sex we had that day. It's great, nigga. I was, I was hype. So I guess her problem is that he asked for it. And I mean, I, I don't ask for gifts personally. I would prefer you to just in your heart feel like, oh, I want to get X, Y, Z. I want to get X a gift. Right. And I know what X likes because he's been talking about getting a, this game or getting this or getting this these shoes or whatever. Right. So I'm going to get it for him. I'm not. Well, niggas I, who know you know what you like. Like, I know what you like. <laughs> right. Like, right. I'm not. I don't know if I will be like, yo, I need you to get X, Y, Z unless you ask me. So I right. guess that's what her issue is. Okay. But I think it kind of gets lost in translation when you then called him a child uh for wanting it and and that lifestyle and i'm sure there's some backstory to it but this is all that you put out there baby girl so mm-hmm. um i just feel like when women ask men for gifts that's not the response a no. ma- could you imagine you want what you want this stupid gucci bag uh, yo, yes, mess mouth childish. The only thing you should be asking me for is money in your bank account. I feel like in the past, bro, I thought I was good at gift giving, but I've come to learn when it comes to certain women, it's better you ask them what it is that they want. And if you can't afford it, the next best thing to do, bro, is just cash app them some bread or give them a gift card. That's the and safest that's- route. That's a that's the next part of the conversation. What if he told her that because he knows she's not a good gift giver, and he Facts. just put it in her her ear like, "Yo, babe, da 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 da." Because I feel like end- women women sometimes feel like they give better gifts than men, and I feel I feel like that in general. Like they feel like they're more thoughtful because of the gift and what it is. Meanwhile, you don't know that man might be thoughtful, but his gifts are more in the form of being more sentimental. So they may not be as expensive in how it really appears versus you. You might go out on the limb and buy the nigga some brand new Jordans. But he might be looking at it like, I'm going to just go and buy you this thing for your grandmother because I know how it makes you feel when you talk about her. In in most of the relationships that I've been in, I've been the better gift giver. Mm. 100%. Mm. Like, that's not even a question. I've had a a lot of... I've had some girls who have been amazing gift givers too, but the majority... Right, of, of the women, right. Yeah, I've been a better gift giver. I, I can see that. I've, you have I've an gotten, acquired taste. Yeah, you have an acquired taste. I, I've given like something that they really wanted or they've been speaking about or they didn't think that they were going to get. And I've gotten zero back or oh, I've gotten shit. a T-shirt oh, or shit. got some random shit. And it's like, damn, either I don't let people in and they don't know what I like or they just don't care. So but, I got um, a question. So. Do you feel like the value of the gift, especially not for a holiday, if it's your birthday, because I feel like your birthday 
is the holiday of holidays. It's your birthday. Do you feel like that birthday gift is an assumption on how the woman that you're dealing with feels about you directly as a person? Because whatever gift she's getting, she's she's worthing that on a few things. One, I'm with them. Two, I think and then slash I know what they like. And three, me buying this gift is just it, um, it, it's a small token of my appreciation. I didn't have to buy it, but I'm gonna buy it. I think... I think that at a certain level of understanding somebody, so if you've been with them for a year or so, mm-hmm. the gift that you end up giving to them let, lets you... If a person gives me a gift, it lets me know that they've been listening to me. That's okay. how I interpret certain gifts. Is like okay. especially for like a birthday. If birthdays are big. It, birthdays and Christmas for me. I love Christmas is one of my favorite okay. holidays. Um but birthday um with it it doesn't the 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 amount of money you spend doesn't matter. It's all about if you know that I wanted this or not. Right? Or that's how know that you would appreciate it. Know that I want it. Know that I would appreciate it. But I think those two go hand in hand. If you're listening to me, I'm going to appreciate, obviously, something that I want. Right. If it's something like, let's say I'm like, oh, if I I put out there, I want a PS5. You know you don't got PS5 money or something like that. But you know that uh, I've been talking about for the longest time getting a, a Apple Pencil for for my pro, for um my Apple iPad. And you end up getting the 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 pencil because you know that that's what I need to draw, and you know that I'm gonna appreciate that. Then yeah, that to me will supersede the PS5. But but, but time out though. Even if you still wanted the PS5, bro, don't front. When a chick wants some Balenciaga shoes, that bitch will save crumbs off her paycheck to get that shit. That. Crumbs. But I, I'm not even. I'm, I won't even go into that direction. The other part of that conversation, though, is if they want the the Balenciagas and you don't get them the Balenciagas, you get them the Michael Kors, they will call you a bum ass nigga. True. Even though you still spent bread. True. You just didn't spell spend fifteen hundred. You spent five hundred, and they they will be they will visibly be disappointed. It's so funny you say Michael Kors. Quick story. I know this for a fact because it, it it beams high in my eyesight. The most expensive gift, and it wasn't her birthday. We was just out and about. The most expensive gift I've ever bought a woman that I've been with was a Michael Kors bag. Two thousand, uh, uh, two thousand, two two hundred and $250. Not credit, not debit, cash. The, I started to get treated a little differently. That's all I'm going to say. I started to get treated a little differently. And I'm not no Positive big bowl ass nigga. But because I dropped that bread on it, we was just in the spot shopping. She was like, she wanted. it. Um, I bought it. I just felt the relationship was a little different after that. That's how I personally well, feel. See, I, the context that you put around it, I think, adds to the conversation a little bit too. Like, I think women super appreciate when it's like y'all, y'all are in a space and they're like, oh, I like that. And you just go, all right, cool, pick it up. And they'd be like, "Wait, what? Yeah, nah. Put it in, the, put it in the, put it in the cart. I got it. 
Like they they res- I think women love that. That's the big dick energy that they love. <laughs> but <laughs> but like I just feel when it's gift giving time. I had a conversation with a young lady one time and she was like uh we were talking about um some of my previous gifts. And there was one young lady, like this was a friend of mine and she was talking about like what gifts have I given to my exes before and stuff like that. And I was talking to her and I was like, well, I got so-and-so a Michael Kors X, Y, and Z. And she was like, what? This was right. years ago. Okay. And when, when Michael Kors was still, was a lot of people were talking about Michael Kors. It was like he was, his stuff was new. Right. Um, and people liked it. And this young lady had asked me to get her the Michael Kors bag. So I got it for her for, I think, her birthday or Christmas or whatever. Um, and then she was like, oh, you got her a Michael Kors bag? You could have did better than that. And oh, I said, wait, shit. What? I was like, well, that's what they wanted. Uh, I don't really know what that's supposed to mean, but wow, that's what was requested. They wanted a Michael Kors. So it was at that point that I realized, oh, obviously there's tears to this, but apparently Michael Kors after maybe this was like 2015 16 or at, around that time uh michael kors probably i guess is looked at as ain't shit no more right but um even though nikki talks about michael kors in a lot of her lyrics a lot of her rap lyrics yes she does bro who knows another who knows moment is uh summer walker had made some comments about uh futures I guess newest baby mother, uh, Aliza Rain. Oh boy! And she basically was like, "Oh my God, see, is women like this that are disgusting?" Uh, because there was a rumor report that Aliza was asking for fifty three k a month for child support from Future. So, from Future. So oh, Aliza wow. came out and said, "Well, first of all, that's a rumor and that's a lie. I didn't ask for that." Uh, what she says happens is she she gave her earnings to the state and Future did not give his earnings. And so what the state did was it went back to Forbes magazine uh, where a lot of artists and a lot of people who are making a lot of money, they get listed in. And based off of whatever his earnings were in Forbes, they came to the estimation that he was able to give 53k a month in child support right and so Aliza then decided to drag some of the filth and basically said listen you're the person you're dating is going through the exact same stuff it, a lot of women call him a deadbeat dad a lot of women say really? he's not paying for his kids and he has a child now that he the woman has taken a dna test and she states that the DNA test has concluded that he is the father and he's, I guess, fighting it, trying to make it so that he doesn't want to pay child support. Damn, yet. we got London on the track. So, God damn. of course, she brought up that Summer doesn't bathe. Cause oh, Summer has, fuck. Summer has said she likes baths instead of showers. Showers, right. And, uh, yeah, how you feel about this, bro? Listen, man. I think, again, you know, we, we spoke about the child support thing earlier. Uh, again, I honestly feel like 
when it comes to paying money for a child, we got to see what the woman is also bringing to the table prior to having said relations with that man. We know Future could take care. Future is a rich, rich nigga. Future is not a regular ass entertainer, regular ass rap. Future got bread out the ass. Number one's out the, you know, galore. That's not the point. The point is, is this really what you need? Or is this really what you think you deserve because you was with this man and um, this man impregnated you? Summer Walker now, on the other hand, I don't know how well Summer Walker really knows uh, Miss Rain. I don't know if Summer had prior conversations with her. Maybe they was on better terms. Maybe they wasn't. But you got to know too, Summer, that if you start shooting, chicks going to start shooting back. And you got to be ready for those. As... um. As for London, I didn't even know about this man. I didn't even know London had kids. I, I didn't even know that. Um, it's an unfortunate situation when um, a woman is saying that you are the father based on a DNA test and you're trying to fight it because you don't want to pay. Is it you really don't want to pay London or is it because deep down inside, you know you had no business fucking that woman in the first place? Some pussy could have been avoided. XAB has stated this earlier. I'm learning. Okay, I'm learning to say no to the motherfucking pot of gold. I'm learning to say <laughs> it's tempting. I I I got I gotta look away. I gotta act like your pum pum is not as fat as it is. I gotta walk away. Gotta walk. Away. Listen, the, the this whole thing is messy, and I think that there's a lot of lessons in it. I think when it comes to summer, summer, you're. I think she's 24. I don't right. think she's even 25 yet. She, she's young in the game. She's young in the game. You are a young woman, and I see this a lot with, with it, it's funny, I see this a lot with women under 25. Okay. As a young woman, sometimes it is just best to look at situations and not be so ready to have an opinion. Right. That I mean, anybody who's 25 and under, but I, I do tend to see this at least on Instagram and social media. I do tend to see uh, young people under 25, always have an opinion on some shit and they ain't live not a lick of life yet. Right. Like, like you got a lot of life left in front of you to learn things and then be in situations and let those situations teach you that not everything is black and white and you shouldn't just throw out something without knowing any backstory and i get it we all do it we have a podcast so we do we it all the time i know on, on i know shit. i do it i know you know after episodes are finished x is like yo you know you should have probably did you know read up on that more or something like that you know or we said the person's name incorrectly and what we do just to cover our podcast we literally will either edit it if we catch it in time or we'll say on the following episode hey guys we made a mistake we just want to clear this up you know we originally thought this was this but it actually was this we apologize and then we move right along and instead, Summer Walker tried to double down. And I think that that's where she has some growing to do. Yes. You don't know that. You don't know that grown ass woman. Don't. You don't know. You don't know future. Definitely don't know future. And you don't have enough life experience to really have such a strong opinion that you are unwilling to learn. And, and you don't take where, enough showers to get into this fight, boo boo. I'm done. But that's <laughs> where I think the issue is with Summer. I think Summer. 
Summer is very opinionated, especially on the Galactica whore page that she has. She okay. she's always throwing out these super strong opinions, and and of course everybody's entitled to their opinion. But sometimes it's good to just learn. Sometimes you're not right, you're and you don't know, and you you don't have the ability to know at your current state in life. You may be able to understand to your capacity, but you don't know. And I'm I'm sorry, Aliza makes some good points in terms of. Well, this is happening right under your nose, too. But when it's happening right under your nose, you don't say anything about it. This whole London situation is real iffy. Supposedly, this baby is only a year old or something like that. That's what I was thinking. I was like, bro, as soon as you started talking about his situation, I said their relationship was about to be done. Because once once she realizes that she has been placed in a Wendy Williams predicament, because she's getting played by fucking Boo Boo the Fool, it's over. It's, it's done. And and that's what it seems. It, that, that's what it seems has, like. If I'm Summer, there has to be some questions about when this baby was conceived. Correct. Now, I'm sure they didn't have their, their, their conversations about it, and clearly they came to whatever conclusions they have come to in which they are staying together as a unit. I think that they are cute. I think London... Uh, at least on the gram, has shown that he tried to take care of her. I've also seen Summer throw shots at some uh, at London. Yes. It was just like a year ago that me and you were, were talking about how they broke up and he apologized on stage. Right. So it, we know they that broke it's up not there. I think they broke up for like a week or a day and then they got back together like nothing didn't happen. I was like, if yeah, it was like two days or something. two lovebirds on cut this bullshit out. So we all know what's going on there, but um, I think that Summer just would do well to kind of learn from her mistakes instead of double down, doubling down on them. And when Aliza came out and said what she said, I, di- I didn't like the whole, oh, well, in this moment, uh, you chose to tear another black woman down. That, I was like, that this isn't really that situation. Right. I hear her, though. I hear her. It just wasn't that type of situation, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, Summer could have hit her in the DM and been like, yo, uh, let's talk woman to woman or whatever the case is instead of doubling down and acting like, oh, she said what she said and she's entitled to her opinion. And you are. All those things are true. But when your opinion is about other people, like you said, you got to expect that they're going to shoot back. They're definitely going to shoot so. back. And speaking about shooting back, after stating no fucking body cams were present, during the Breonna Taylor raid, a picture shows at least one officer had one. You see, this is the bullshit that I be talking about when it comes to the fucking police. You, y'all say one thing to protect every fucking body from a crime that we know was merciless, mercilessly um, uh, put out there and, and done in a very uh, heinous way. And now we double down and say, oh, shit. Well, actually, one of the cops did have a body cam on. What the well, fuck are y'all talking about? The part about it that's that's bad is they're not even saying that. It just was found. There was a picture that was found of said cop with body with a body cam on. <laughs> They've been telling the public that all no one had a body cam. There was not one person with a body cam. I don't know how this picture. I didn't dig deep enough into this to find out how the the body cam picture came about. But it surfaced, and now there's more questions. Why are y'all lying? Y'all been lying about this whole situation for quite some time. Quite some time. 
Y'all been lying about why the fuck y'all was at that house. Y'all lying about uh, why y'all had to shoot into the house. Y'all lied about her connection to homeboy that y'all was looking for. Y'all lying about everything, man. And then the, the mom says that they lied to her and said that uh, people were still alive or whatever the case was. And wow. she had to find out that her daughter had passed. So it's just nasty and disgusting. And uh, before we get into Big Sean's album, yeah, it ties into some other nasty, disgusting behavior. And we could just get into this really quick. Cardi B versus Candace Owens. Uh, again, I've said this before on the podcast. So Candace is a clown. Candace is a puppet. Candace is being used by white people. I don't know if Candace knows she's being used by white people or if she's down with the shits and she understands it and she is just happy to be getting that coonery check that comes in the mail. I don't know. Right. But I would presume that she does know that she's being used by white people to be a face of, oh, well, black people are the reason why black people are where they are. And it must be true because this black woman is also saying the same thing. That is like the the worst form of betrayal to your community and race that could possibly exist. It's it's not the the slaves that decided to stay on the plantation that were the issue. Although that was, you know, we look back at that and we kind of say, damn, we wish you would have ran. Right. But it's the slaves that helped the slave masters recapture the other slaves. It's the slaves that told that there was going to be a slave rebellion or that told that the slaves were planning to run away. Those were the motherfuckers that you really had to put an eye on and you really got to watch out for. Correct. And that's what Candace is in 2020. Candace is the one that sees black people attempting to come together and attempting to build power, and she demeans it by acting as if the only reason she's demeaning it is because black people have been blinded by the left, quote-unquote, to believe... And all of these things. Meanwhile, the left is the the enemy of black people. You know what? The left and the right are the enemy of black people. Let let's keep it a, let's keep it a stack. One party, however, in recent years, ha- at least is attempting, whether you want to believe it or not, mm-hmm. to right their wrongs. But both parties have done clown coonery shit to black people. Correct. Like it. It, it's a fact. It's out there. We know the history of this country. So, black people, keep an eye on both motherfuckers. One, however, is still blatantly entrenched in, hey, remember all that shit that y'all fought for in the 70s? Yeah, we don't want y'all to have that. And one is like, hey, yeah, we don't necessarily know all of the ways that we fucked y'all over. And in <laughs> some instances, we do know when we fucked y'all over. Right. But... Y'all telling us that we fucked y'all over in other ways, too, and we kind of are listening. We're here to listen to it. And that's the difference. Right. Okay? It's it's that simple. And so you can take whatever you want from that information. You can take that and say, well, the Democrats are only doing that on face value. They've never put in the work in to actually make major change. And 
you would have an argument there. And you can say, well, at least with the Republican Party, I know that they outwardly don't get it when it comes to race relations, but their policies are more in line with helping black people. And you can somewhat make an argument there. There's, you could get disagreed with on both of those fronts too. But I'm not mad at your argument. What I am mad at is you using that as a tool to demean people. And so she's been feuding with Cardi B because Cardi B did an interview with Joe Biden and doesn't want to do an interview with Trump. And she got the wrong one because Cardi may sound like she's just a hood chick, but Cardi knows what she's talking about. And she very articulately said she doesn't need to sit with Trump. And it's not the media that has shown her that Trump isn't worth a sit down with. It's Trump. Correct. She said, yo, Trump has had countless times. And I, I love that way of saying it. Instead of saying Trump is evil, instead of saying Trump is this, instead of saying Trump is that, I like how she said Trump has had countless times where he could have shown us different from what people, the narrative that's being painted about him is. And at every turn, he decides to go the alternate route. He decides to double down on what people say he is. Correct. There's no reason to say you didn't really fuck with John McCain after the man passed. You, what are you saying that for? There's no reason to keep trying to put out shit that, oh, Obama is spying on me, Obama this, Obama that. You're only doing that because it's dog whistles to the people that are on your base. And you know that. And you have shown what your true colors are. So right. Candace is just, she's supposedly pregnant now. Congratulations on your pregnancy. I hope it's, it's a happy, healthy birth. Um, But you, ma'am, you are another one that has a lot of growing to do. You have a lot of growing up to do. And you're doing things at the expense of your people. And there will be a time where you will reap what you sow. Not meaning something negative will happen to you, but... Candice, you're 31, 32 right now. Might just be 30. Don't wake up one day and be 55 years old and realize that the quote-unquote empire that you've built or the decisions that you've made to get wherever you will be at 55 were on the backs of the people that you came from. Mm-hmm. Because that day is coming. That day is coming where you're going to wake up and you're going to have to look at you talking about George Floyd. Uh, why are people bigging up George Floyd? Because he was murdered and black people are making him a martyr. Black people are not making anybody a martyr. Uh, it just so happened that we care about humanity. Right. Uh, and you're going to have to go back and you're going to have to watch the film of you doing that. You're going to have to go back and you're going to have to watch the film of you endorsing Donald Trump. You're going to have to go back and watch the film of you trying to embarrass uh, Mark Lamont Hill on your platform after telling him it was going to be a civil conversation, but attacking him the whole way through. You're going to have to go back and look at these things, and you're going to have to ask yourself, why did I do this? And whatever that answer is, I hope you can live with it. And speaking about living with it, Thank you so much, Sean Michael, a.k.a. Big Sean. Big Sean gave us an amazing 
body of work. Big shout out to Big Sean for dropping um, Detroit 2 coming up as a sequel from his debut mixtape, Detroit, that broke records on Dat Piff the day of its release originally back in 2012. This project, bro, honestly, one of the best projects he's ever put out. Honest, hands down. I, uh, for me, it was just okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and give it another listen. I, I, I gave it two listens so far. I gave it a listen the night it came out, um, on my drive back away from the office. And then I gave it a listen the other day, uh, when I was, I think, drawing or something of that nature. And I'm going to try and give it another listen. But so far, is it was just okay for me. There's definitely some dope songs. The Cypher. I love the Cypher. Cypher was all the, fire. All the Detroit artists on that. I thought that was a, a and great then, idea. And then closing it out. That was Flames. M closed it out. I think that that's an a ingenious idea. We don't see artists doing that. No. Too much the, this, these days, no. and it should come back. Putting their whole entire it, hood on? Yeah, I don't, you don't see that no yeah. more. From, from the youngins to the OGs and getting them all a rap on that, that's fire. I would love to see New York do something like that. That Me would too. be kind of, that would be lit. But um, I think that he did some ingenious things on it. I just think that, for me, it didn't hit as hard as I thought it was. For taking so long of a break and coming back, um, it it didn't didn't slap me like I didn't sit there and go like, damn, each each one of these tracks is fire. But right. um, it is a solid project from him. It's probably it probably would have to be up in the top three in that realm. So, what do you think um, his best project was for you, like to date? His best body of work, not just singles, but everything that videos, you know, hype. And did it live up to it? I'm going to say Dark Sky Paradise. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, me, that's definitely one of my favorites. Let me look up his discography right now. Okay. Off of uh, Detroit, it's part two. Two two records that fuck with me hard. It's harder than my demons. First of all, I love the word playing that record. For, for as short as it is, that word play is off the fucking chain. I was like reading the lyrics on, 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 on the... Um, on my i on my iTunes, and the part in the song where he's like a little salt, a little shade thrown my way, but I guess that's just the season. I'm like, this motherfucker is going off on this record right now. Nah, big big Sean is still rapping, rapping. <laughs> that wordplay, you stupid. have, you have to. That's where Big Sean is kind of in his own lane with the the big five. I would call them okay. with Kendrick, J Cole, Drake. Big Sean, and who is the fifth that's from that class? I can't think off the top of my head, but uh, let's let's call him the Big Four for Probably right now. Probably be Nikki. Uh, yeah, 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 I will put Nikki in there. Yeah, so from the Big Five, um, Big Sean is still rapping, rapping. Yeah, he's snapping on shit. Yeah, like and he does have his little singing moments. He got twenty eighty eight, of course, mm-hmm. but his bars are still bars. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the rest of that class says some real shit. Like, Kendrick says real shit. Kendrick raps really fast and technical. Mm-hmm. But his wordplay hasn't been crazy for a minute. The last project that he dropped, there wasn't too much crazy wordplay on no, it. No, no. 
Drake, the same thing. Drake hasn't been overly lyrical to me since Take Care. Okay. Um, J. Cole. J. Cole, again, he's one of those that I think says real shit, but he doesn't, he hasn't been overly, like, killing us with the bars. I feel like J. Cole hasn't been killing niggas with the bars since Forrest Hills. Yeah. Forrest Hills, that man was snapping. It's been a while before, like, like what you, uh, damn, what's the name of that shit? Born Sinner. Oh, the Born lyrical Sinner, wordplay on Born Sinner is just stupid. Yeah. It's just, why? Like, why did this nigga snap like <laughs> right, that? Right, right. Like, and he hasn't done that in a while. But Big Sean has been doing that consistently. True. So this I'm looking true. at his discography. Finally Famous. I, I loved Finally Famous. Yeah, I love that. Um. It was his most commercial project. I yes. would say that this is the most commercially successful project in my mind. He had the best features on this one. He had the best songs. Um, I think that that was a really good introduction to Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, after that was Hall of Fame. I think Hall of Fame was his worst project. And let me click on it to make sure. Hall of Fame to me only had like two songs I liked. I didn't like. I didn't get Hall of Fame. I didn't listen to it like that either. Hall of Fame had Beware on it with Lil Wayne and okay. Janae Aiko. He had the joint um, with Miley Cyrus, Fire. Uh, he had MILF, Nicki Minaj, and uh, who's on that? Nicki and Juicy J. Yeah, Hall of Fame was trash. Yeah, Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame was... had had Guap on it, and Guap Guap was the single. Hall of Fame was was garbage. Yeah, Guap Guap probably carried that 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 entire record. And Guap to me wasn't was not a good song. Uh, yeah, Guap was, was okay. Guap was okay. Yeah, it was pushed on us through the radio. I felt like right. And then you had Dark Sky Paradise, Blessings. <laughs> I don't fuck with you. <laughs> Play no games. Slappers, slappers. I know. Uh, deep slappers. Yeah, this this is probably his best to me. Um, and then I would say finally famous. And then we had I decided, I decided right. And I actually like I Decided, if I remember it correctly. Let me look at it. I Decided um, How Bounce Back. I bounce, think I'm ready to jump out the window. No Favors with Eminem. Went off. Moves. Moves. Moves is another one. He has, um, he has some shit on there. The, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I like I Decided, too. So I would say the top, the top three for me. Would be um, Dark Sky Paradise, I Decided, and Finally Famous, and Detroit would probably be after that for me. Okay. Um, in terms of his stu- in terms of his studio albums. Okay. Um, okay. So, how about for you? What's your lineup? My lineup, honestly, would probably be right this second. Finally Famous, Dark Sky Paradise, and Detroit too. And I feel like Detroit, too, for me, because I feel like he tapped back into the old Big Sean and he's kind of giving us where the new Big Sean is going. I like that. Those are the components of the album that I I must say he did capitalize on tremendously. And that's the part that I like. I like that he showed us what was going on in terms of where he's been for the last two years. Right. But he also showed that he still got it like he wasn't. He for the last two years he wasn't just sitting chilling. Right. We know he got his body right. Definitely got his he body right. His, he fixed his relationship with Janae. I'm very glad that they saved it. 
And he's letting us know that he also has been rapping his ass off uh, since since he took his reprieve from from rap. And I just this is the most personal he's been. He talked about when he was 19 being diagnosed with a heart disease. He talked about trying to commit suicide. He talked about he talked about the miscarriage. I was like, bro, you've never been this personal. You're not rapping. You're venting to us. And we love you. That's a fact. That's a fact. We love you. And I. I think for me the beat choice beat is where he could have improved. Different. He he could have improved on the beat choices, um, and the skits were cool, but they didn't. Some of them didn't do. The, the Stevie Wonder that to me did. was I didn't really. The one with Dave Chappelle, I was like, all right, Stevie. I like Wonder, the Dave Chappelle one. Yes, a Stevie Wonder. I didn't. I was like, nah, I don't think you needed this. Me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But all right, so let's wrap this shit up with Power Book Two. Are you watching it, bro? Uh, somebody told me I really need to get into it. Big shout out to Nettie. She told me to jump into Power, um, Book Two. I also was reading on my timeline the biggest shows right now on um Power to date is P Valley. Shout out to uh a on woman stars. Who, uh, on stars. Yeah, stars, stars. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Katori Hall. Uh, I was in a play with her with an amazing friend of mine, Siddiqui R.I.P., God bless you, brother, called Children of Killers in 2012. And it's Sickle Cell Awareness Month, so definitely. Yes, and it's sure. definitely a Sickle Cell Awareness Month, for real, for real. Um, and Siddiqui told me in 2012, eight years ago, y'all, around this time, because around this time we were getting ready to actually do Children of Killers. That's so crazy. Time flies. He was like, yo, she's going to be a household name one day, Malek. And he ain't lie. And eight years mm. later, Katori Hall. So, P Valley, for those who don't know, was actually a play called Pussy Valley. They shortened it, obviously, for, you know, TV to P Valley. And P Valley is an interesting way that highlights not just the strip scene, but the things that happen outside of that scene. So, make sure y'all check that out in terms of. Power. I have to get into it. I, I didn't start watching it yet, but I know that is really, It's a wild really show, bro. It's a wild... Fu- it's nothing that's it's on really TV dope. right now. It's nothing like what's on TV right now. P-Valley well, is think in its own box. If, we, if we're keeping it real, I think what makes it unique, and it kind of makes it, a, it the eyes of this generation, it makes it the queer eye for the straight guy of this generation, mm-hmm. it's, it's telling real, authentic stories of a culture that is often misrepresented and and not their stories aren't really told appropriately. So I know that there are a lot of stories regarding um, the transgender lifestyle. I know there's a lot of stories regarding uh, the homosexual lifestyle and how it interfaces with the heterosexual lifestyle Correct. all together. And that's why it's unique in telling a story that people often shy away from telling. Because what happens in TV or in general is a lot of people kind of make it seem like they are over there type of situation. The the heterosexual niggas is over here. The gay people are over there. And the transgender people are over there. They all got their own little communities. And we don't never fuck with each other. What P-Valley does is it integrates all of it because if we're keeping it a stack, all these lifestyles integrate 
specifically on the sex scene. Big facts. On, sex, the, on the sex work scene. I feel like sex is the only thing, bro, outside of quote-unquote labels and, you know, genders and pronouns. The commonality is integration. At some point, these worlds and these terms that you call yourself identity, they're going to clash, and they may clash in a way that, predominantly speaking, all revolves and circulates around sex. No matter which way you want to flip the fucking coin, sex is the common denominator. I mean, that is that is the 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 piece in our society currently where you really can't deny it. No, there's a there uh, there's so much evidence of those ev- all these different worlds finding a way to integrate. And I'm not that doesn't necessarily mean that. Uh, I'm saying that every heterosexual dude is dealing with a gay person or is dealing with a transgender. What right. I'm saying is the show P Valley finds a way to bring those worlds together in in a re, in a a real reality because if you ever been to the strip club, you didn't seen some shit happen at a strip club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And if you ever seen what happened outside of some of these famous strip clubs, You'll understand why all these things intersect because you might see some shit that you didn't expect to see or you didn't think you were going to see. And you realize that 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 certain lifestyles and life choices and ways that people decide to live are way more common than mainstream media will lead you to believe. Correct. And going directly to our beloved power book two. I've been hearing, I haven't seen an episode yet, but I've been hearing a lot of good feedback. I've been seeing a lot of things. And one thing that I keep seeing as a reoccurring theme, that the storyline literally picks up right where, you know, what happened in Ghosts. And they're saying Tyreek is going to literally become the brand new face of this production moving forward. I feel like he will become a household name in terms of an actor to carry the show. And as he grows, you know, his brand will grow. So big shout out to uh, Michael Rainey Jr., um, you know, hats off to you, young man, uh, for doing everything you had to do to get to this point in your young career. I'm looking forward to seeing you shine, my beautiful black young brother. Let's do it. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like you might have predicted this like three years ago. If I'm not mistaken, you did say that you felt like they were going to make Tariq the face of the show. Of course, we didn't know that they were going to turn it into different books. Right. But I do feel like you had said something along the lines of Tariq was going to become the face of the show. Mm. So we got to find that, that is, episode. <laughs> we got to yeah, find that episode. It, yeah, I mean that's where we are now. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not enthused to to go to the series. I didn't even really know that the first episode dropped yesterday. Me neither. I, um, I felt like the I, somebody dropped the ball on promotion. Either that or I just wasn't seeing it. I kept seeing promotion, but I wasn't seeing a date oh, that it was okay, starting. Okay. Okay. I kept seeing. I kept seeing book two on Instagram, and I think. Uh, one of them, one of them uh, gossip sites had said it was coming out or okay. whatever, and then I, I saw on TV the other day them highlight that book two um, is on its way, but it never said September six. I never saw the date, at least for me, so I didn't know that it came out. Um, shout out to them. I'm not that interested, but I am going to take a look, and I hope that they. Calm down the storytelling because season four and five got a little ridiculous with how they told the story. So I hope that they're using book two to 
bring it back to like season one, season two status mm-hmm. of all right, we didn't put ghosts in the craziest predicaments, and it just it's out of the world now. Kanan then had a whole house burned down on him and survived it. Uh, Kanan then rained, Raina then passed, and this, that, and the third. All these things happened already, so we had to calm it down by taking Ghost out. Now with Tariq, we can start fresh and get back to like more real life, more believable storylines than all of the extra shit that they were doing at the end of power. At least we know that Tariq is in school, so we know a lot of the drama is going to happen in school. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does in a in a school setting. And remember, his father's dead now. He can't touch none of his bread until a nigga graduate. So we're going to see right. how, how his character develops to whether or not we see that. We're going to see his relationship with his mother because, you know, Tasha's in the fucking pen. But we're going to see all these things play. It's going to be an interesting season on power. So shout out to 50 Cent and the writers, Courtney Kemp and everybody in the writing room. And shout out to all the actors and actresses. And shout out to all of my friends personally who are on Power and who will be appearing in, in book two uh, once again for, you know, the Power series. You know, shout out to everybody that, you know, has been working hard on this. And, you know, to that man, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson for, you, know, you can say whatever you want about 50. 50 Cent is looking out for his people. He's employed a lot of people. So shout out to that man, 50, for holding it down for the culture. Yeah, 50 just never grew up and never yeah, yeah, got he out just of his ne- hood he probably shit. never will. Probably never no, will. he won't. <laughs> 50 is a hood New York nigga right. that never never grew out of it. Right. N- never changed his ways. Right. And that is what it is. He's always going to be saying wild shit. So we just got to pray for his union with Cuban Link, which, by the way, this is my first time actually like taking a look at her yesterday. Goddamn. Amazing. Jesus Christ. I like their, their union. Jesus Christ. Um, she looked like she I keeps like, him in check. Yeah, I I like their union. I like how she presents herself, like you said, in the relationship. As she don't let that nigga just do or say whatever. She definitely don't. Um, and she got her own, so it's not like. Yep, she, she got her law degree. Mm-hmm. Shout out to she her. Got a law degree. I think she has a fitness uh business. If yes, I'm not she mistaken. does. Mm-hmm. And so she's the way she presents herself is like, yo, if this nigga do some stupid shit, I'm good. He know he know better, right? Like. But she also seems happy in the relationship. Yeah, she does. So that tells me something about 52. Like, as much as a troll as he is, I do feel like he is growing up as a man that is in his 50s or approaching his 50s. Right. 50, if it don't work, just go back to Vivica A. Fox because a few years ago she was definitely on the Wendy Williams show and she definitely did say if Curtis was to walk back into my life, I would give him, uh, I would give him another chance. But those were her words verbatim. I don't think he's like a bad person to date. I think he's just crazy yeah nah i think he's really crazy i think he's insensitive at times and i think he's he's one of those guys where he does shit off of impulse like he'll just yeah yeah, he'll do shit and it's like you don't want a nigga like that to do that all the time that's a fact (laughs) bro what is the tough knot boy this was an episode of dad has some bow ties that we had yeah y'all niggas got some gold today oh man uh these are the episodes i live for yes yes uh listen uh ladies and gentlemen thank you guys so much again for rocking out with us this is episode 103 the tough knot today is really just understanding that sometimes the stars don't align even if you think you reach to a point where you think you understand the galaxy you think you understand the universe just because you think you understand it, and you think you caught a glimpse of, okay, this makes sense. Don't mean, don't mean that the stars are aligned, okay? We need more mm. soul searching, y'all. We need more soul searching. Mm. 
what would dad say? What direction do I want to go with this mm. one? It's so many directions. It's so many directions. There's so many things we didn't speak about on this podcast. That's a fact. Um, that we could have. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Yeah. Because I've had a, a bunch of people. I don't know if it's because people are listening to the show more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my social media is growing a little bit. It is. You almost um, had that 3K. Oh, shit. almost there. I don't know if me uh, being a correspondent for my homeboy show is adding, but there have been a lot of new people attempting to join into my circle and have conversations with me, whether they find it to be interesting, whether they have they find it to be fun. Right. And I think that is super dope. I think it's amazing. And shout out to all you people. Um, what I have to say about it, though, is you can't force a situation. And so when you are attempting, when it's you, you, not me this time, you, <laughs> when you are attempting to build or form a new friendship, relationship, whatever have you, with someone that you don't know, someone that you're trying to get to know, someone that you are trying and attempting to see uh, who this person is, then you have to kind of ease your way into that. You don't know anything about said individual, and you are interested in joining into their circle. Mm. And so with that, there is a responsibility on your end, on your plate, to feel things out and not just think because you are on a certain type of time that everybody's supposed to be on that type of time. You got to figure out and the new word that everyone's been using, read the room. You have to read the room and you have to understand, okay, maybe I need to approach that situation this way. Maybe I need to approach that situation that way. Uh, and... I can get the conversations that I want. I can get the ability to get to know this individual how I would like to. Um, but I can't force it based off of whatever picture is in my mind as to how said conversations or as to how said reactions are supposed to go because I didn't create this whole scenario of what's supposed to happen. That is the biggest downfall. And I think a lot of men tend to have this downfall specifically when they slide into a woman's dm Mm -hmm. and they they go in there with some stupid shit talking about um yo you mad sexy i want to take you out and then the woman hits them with i don't even know you and then they get offended and it's like you can't get offended at that big dog because you went in you went in there with some wacky energy she don't know you correct you can't just come into somebody's inbox i'm like yo you wild sexy da 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 this that and the third and then get mad when she tells you yo slow your roll let's start this conversation from a different standpoint right so i think that that's something that uh everybody can learn from and everybody can kind of take heed to and realize especially in this world where with social media we we almost feel entitled to get to know people 
because this world makes it seem as if, oh, if I just go to your page or I just slide in your DM or I inbox you, mm-hmm. I'm entitled to you. Right. Be- because this this website says that I can DM you. Right. This website says I can leave a comment under your post. This website says that I can like your post. And I can so, share your post if your page is if your page is public. Yeah, I can share your 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 joint. So because of that, that means that I have some type of connection to you or ownership of conversation. I if I inbox you, I expect that you are going to answer me. Because this website says that, you know, if I DM, this person says it says they saw it. Why am I not getting a response? Right. And although it can be rude to not respond to people, you're also not entitled to it. And you're also not entitled to whatever response you think you're supposed to get. Because, again, y'all may not be on the same time and you may not have read the room. That's what dad would say. Another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties. We hitting 2.30 right now. We out. Peace.